Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 174 of Thirst and Goal. I am Frane. Crossing for me is Ben. We are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com, or search us in any podcatcher. Ben, I just put on a light sweater, man. I mean, it's it's it's... Today doesn't feel like summer. It was only about 80 degrees. Next week should be about 90. I'm not liking this. I mean, last week we were just in our T-shirts. Exactly. And, this week know. we should be in our T-shirts, but you're not. You know, one better thing about this is there's no mosquitoes tonight. At least there's, yeah. there are no mosquitoes at the moment. Yeah. I mean, when you, I mean, maybe you'll put a hat on next because it's <laughs> it's down to 67 degrees, so I'm not sure how you're going to manage. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's actually it's actually. I know a you're nice, cold. You're cold it's over there. The, I, know I know you are. My ego's not letting me yeah, put a jacket No, you're not going to put on it. If it was like, <laughs> it's going to be like a little bit chillier, like maybe closer to 60 degrees, and you're still going to be like, you're going to be shaking in that t-shirt pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, but that'll keep the content hot. <laughs> Friday, how was your week? How was, <laughs> that was so how, bad. That was so bad. How was your week this week? The content uh, is hot, but I'm cold. Oh, you're cold, yes. Uh, my week was, uh, it was... It flew by, actually. You know, it, it wasn't a difficult week. It, uh, it didn't drag on. What about you, Ben? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, intellectually, what? intellectually draining, uh, but intellectually stimulating at the same time. So, uh-huh. uh, it was draining, but also was interesting. So I'll, I'll take it. Uh-huh. Uh, but also on the, you know, on the home front, we got some new, you know, changes around the house. Got a new giant new carpet. Yeah, I saw did that. Did a little yeah. bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of moving stuff around yeah. and, uh, made the arrangements to get our new sort of, bookshelves installed at some point in the next uh, couple months so that was that made this it, week a little bit that's your we, study yeah we that's your study our, are, are you gonna our, be smoking cigars are you gonna be smoking yeah, cigars exactly. and uh drinking uh scotch yeah or maybe even cognac uh definitely not cognac <laughs> uh but i might be drinking a little bit of uh scotch gonna, or bourbon in there am i gonna come over and like find you in like a in, in like your easy chair in a velvet in a velvet jacket yeah well, hello. You're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to change your uh, your accent too when when you're in there. I might start smoking a pipe. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that that would actually be ideal right there. Yeah, maybe maybe not a, um, a cigar, but maybe a pipe. Yeah, I'm just gonna smoke a pipe. Yeah. I'm gonna read some old English literature. Yeah, and you're gonna I'm have those like circular, you know, um, wireframe glasses. Exactly. Yeah. So those slippers with just the leather in the front, you know, but. Yep. The- the yep. rest of it is flat. I can, I can see that. I can see that with like some sort of a blazer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see that. My my pipe smoking jacket with like the leather on the elbows. You know. Oh, well, of course. That, yeah. You know, because I need it for when I'm. You know, my elbows are against the chair. Of course. Because it's yes. going to be an uncomfortable wooden chair. Yeah. Because that's all you can sit in. Yeah, can, you know, if you're if it's if it's old English, <laughs> it has to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And made out of wood. But it looks classy. But it looks classy. Yeah. Friday, what are you drinking <laughs> over there? I am drinking Ben. Actually, my brain is not functioning. It is the uh, the small batch pure side bourbon whiskey uh, from Surf City. Uh, still works on Huntington Beach. Ben, we actually sampled this bourbon uh, a couple weeks back, and uh, it was it was actually a good bourbon on its own. I mean, the reason I grabbed it is because it's not um, you know too high. In, in its alcohol content, and since we drink this throughout the show, exactly. you know, I mean, and, and everything else we drink throughout the show, I want to keep the uh, the uh, alcohol intake as low as possible. Um, well, not the intake, but oh, the, exactly. the, the percentage. I the, the percentage. I have the, the Rasia on the table yeah, too. The Rasia is, is on the table. That's 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 the punishment shot. When once we get to that point, but uh, yeah, a little bit of that bourbon, a little bit of club soda, a little bit of coke, and 
Also, let me grab some of this organic lime juice. Just pour just a tiny bit in there. There we go. Yeah, it's and good stuff. Good is good stuff. That's what I'm drinking. What about you, Ben? I am just about to finish off the Copper and King's Moons of Juniper Gin. I got that with a little bit of uh, Pellegrino, uh, organic lime juice, and a lime and a little bit of rosemary. I was I went to Total Wine today. I picked up the Drum Chambeau. Uh, gin from Ireland, which is a really, really nice summer gin. So I'm looking forward to polishing this bottle off and getting into that drum shampoo, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. next week. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to that because that was one of my, one of my all time favorites. Uh, I was looking for, I can't remember what I was looking for, but they didn't have it. But the drum shampoo is a really, really nice, nice gin for the summertime. Ronnie. What are we going to talk about tonight? I know there's something special on the agenda tonight. There, we I can't wait a, to we get to it. We changed up a little bit. We changed up a little bit, the, the beverage of the week. I can't wait to get into this. <laughs> well, tonight on the big board, Ben, we have our NFL news as usual. We have our shout out to our new and loyal listeners. We also have a feel-good story, Ben. I love that feel-good story. We also Gives have... you a chance to check your email. Exactly. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're always great stories, though. I mean, it's... The it's, ones it's, that you hear, yeah. It is, uh, you know... Uh, Football players, mostly football players, uh, doing great things in their communities. And even last week, I mean, uh, I forget who it was, but he was in college and yep. still doing great things. And, and you know, he's not making millions of dollars, and he was still going out there and helping his community. We see a lot of these guys, you know, dip into their pocketbooks, if they if they still use pocketbooks. <laughs> of course. I, I doubt it. But, you know. Uh, a European man back. They, that's exactly what it is, yes. <laughs> and, you know, they, they uh, you know. They're they're very generous uh, with their money and their donations and just you know helping the community in general. It's stories that you don't usually hear on ESPN or CBS or Fox or whatever. So Ben is bringing these feel good stories to all of us. I can't wait. And then we also have my hot take, Ben, <laughs> which for some reason I always forget to come up with one during he just the says week. That, folks, he has the hot take. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not. Sure. I was actually thinking about it before I came over here. I, I kind of have one, but I'm not sure if if I believe it myself. And we also have our beverage of the night, Ben. We have not actually. Oh no! Actually, our, our shot of the week first. <laughs> our shot of the week. I mean, I know it's Father's Day weekend, but Ben uh, has been begging for a shot. He's been begging to be rimmed. And so tonight's shot is rimmed with tahini. It is, I guess, semi-spicy. It's a there's a there's a spicy tequila with some grapefruit liqueur and a little bit of Gatorade in there too, Ben. Some so it's it's gonna be citrusy because it's the it's the lemonade um, Gatorade with the grapefruit liqueur and that spicy tequila. I can't wait. So I'm sure it's gonna be it's 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 rimmed. So there is that. Yeah. And at there's least also I get to lift of, the rim. A little bit of I'm you do like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when there's yeah. tahini on that rim. Listen, folks, this guy. <laughs> now, this is a guy <laughs> that a likes guy. the rim. <laughs> I can't now, help it. I can't I, help you it. You can't help yourself. I know. Keep on doing it. I have no problems. But uh, I'm sure that's going to be a good shot uh, tonight. Ben, our beverage of the week. Uh, well, we were we were planning on doing a Glen Roth's this weekend because that's what I picked up last weekend. But yesterday at this small mom-and-pop shop liquor store, uh, I found a special edition Ard bag. It is their completely happenstance. Ardcore. I didn't. Yeah, I, I just walked in. Didn't expect to even see it or 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 purchase it or anything. But they just happened to have this special edition Ard bag on the shelf, and I'm just like, fuck it, I have to get it. And uh, you know, we love our Isla scotches on the show. We've tried pretty much 
every single one from, well, not every single one, but from every single distillery on the island, we've tried at least, you know, some offering. And, uh, you know, with Ardbeg, I mean, we've had the five-year, the 10-year, the Anoa, the Cory of Reckon, uh, the Uguadal, um, I mean, though this one, uh, the Odd Coal, and... Uh, the wee sure beastie. The, the, that, that's the five year, the, the wee, wee beastie. beastie. Yeah, but I mean, we, we just love, love our bag. We've loved every single one of them, and we cannot wait to try this. And then for our beer of the night, Ben, we have from Modern Times, their Hoppy Tropical Pale Ale. Also, cannot wait to try that. It sounds like a really nice, crispy yeah, beer, Ben. So I'm hoping f- for. That crispness. Me too. I'm, I'm hoping to find That's it. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. I'm wearing the yep. Christmas shirt tonight. You got it. You got because it we have the fortunate islands drink uh, or beer from modern times. And I'm really hoping that it, it fits the bill. But it's a tough act to follow mm. for that committee release, that Ardbeg Ardcore that we have been pining for yeah. for a long time. I've Even I've been going to Total Wine every week, hoping that yeah. I would see it on the shelf. And finally found it just you know through sheer happenstance. At a, at a liquor store, and maybe we just need to find, you know, maybe we just need to keep going back to that uh, largely disorganized liquor store that you found, yeah, and see what they, you know, the, uh, the the interesting releases that they have. Because I was shocked that you were able to find it because it's nowhere else to be found. Yeah, no, I mean, the total wine. I mean, no matter where you go, you cannot find it. I'm sure at Bevmo, you can't find it. So all these, you know, large, um, large liquor stores, you know, they don't have it. But I mean, this is. Uh, it's a small mom and pop shop and it's, there's almost never any cars in the parking lot. So, you know, it's kind of hidden and, uh, you know, I was, I was lucky to find that on the shelf there on, uh, actually basically just around the corner from my house. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, for those of you that love these, the, the scotches that love the Isla scotches, this is really a big find for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm excited. I mean, like I was, I was so excited when I saw that on the fucking shelf. I didn't even realize it was on the shelf because the packaging looks nothing like any other art. It's like a Sex Pistols cover. It, it does. It really does. And I, I like, I'm literally uh, staring at the other art bags that are on the shelf. And I asked the dude, "Do you have any special art bags?" And he just pointed to the box right next to the other <laughs> art bags. He's like, just "Yeah, here where you're looking, I have sir. this one right here, but it comes in like this blue and white." You know, packaging, which is nothing like any other yeah. art bag. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're still gonna get the peatiness and the smokiness and all, all that, all that goodness in this. So you know, when we get to that, I'll be excited to try that, Ben. So first up, though, first up, we have our NFL news. All right, Freddie, what's on the big board? NFL news, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> like I just mentioned, my brain is not functioning today. Yeah, mine, my, mine is also not functioning that well either because I was drinking uh, some scotch last night. Uh, with one of my buddies from work, and it's a good thing um, that he 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 did uh, you know get get he got a hall pass from his wife. Yeah, Thank God he exactly. got a hall pass from his wife, and he's like, dude, let's grab some beers. So you know we grabbed some beers, and that's why we went to that little uh, liquor store, and that's where I found that art bag. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, we actually owe him a bottle of whatever he drinks, just because. But for him, we probably would not be drinking this and sampling this tonight exactly. because the odds of you just sort of hopping into that liquor store for no good reason. I would have not. Would, I, it would, would not have, have happened. It. I would not have done it. All right, Friday. First up on the big board in NFL news, Minka Fitzpatrick gets the bag, and it's a big, big price tag. The Pittsburgh Steelers made two-time All-Pro safety Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm excited about that. (laughs) The highest-paid player at his position on Wednesday. Sorry, Jamal Adams. Signing him to a five-year contract that runs through 2026, locking up the free safety. 
ESPN reported that the four additional years on Fitzpatrick contract, he already was signed to a fifth-year option for 2022, average $18.4 million over the next five years, and include $36 million, practically pretty low uh, number in guaranteed money at signings. At signing, Seattle's Jamal Adams was the highest paid safety with a contract average of $17.5 million. The contract is the first major signing for new general manager Omar Khan, who replaced Kevin Colbert in late May of this year. Fitzpatrick, just a mere 25 years old, is entering mm-hmm. his fourth season with the Steelers. That's why I love it. I love it. He was named an all-time Pro Bowl. He was named an All-Pro for the first time in 2019. His first year with the team, following his early season trade from Miami, and again in 2020. Friday, what say you about the Steelers and Omar Khan busting out the checkbook? You know, first thing to you know, first on the first to-do list. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's your team, Ben. It is your team, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll you know, I'll have you take it away because you always ask me like, how do I feel if it's the, if it's an Eagles player. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you my feelings about this, Ben. But, I mean, uh, you didn't seem entirely excited uh, about it. It's a lot of money. But I want to hear your take on this. I know how I feel, but I want to hear your take. Well, I've had some time to reflect on it. And given the fact, I mean, obviously, I did, we didn't want to see make, make a Fitzpatrick go. He's been an impact guy ever since he was come o- he came over in the trade from Miami. His first season with the Steelers, it was interception after interception after interception. He can cover. He understands all the offenses in the league. He can play multiple positions. He's a very versatile safety out there. He can do all of the things that Jamal Adams can do and all of the things that Jamal Adams can't do, which is everything past the line of scrimmage. Uh, I, I mean, it's a lot of money, uh, but in, you know, uh, having time to reflect, you know, we have Kenny Pickett, you know, that we just drafted this year in the first round. We're going to have him for four years at reasonable money before we pick up that fifth year option, assuming that he pans out. Mitchell Trubisky's only making about three, four million dollars this year with a three or four million dollars next year with the opportunity to make about 11 million or 12 million dollars, I think, if he hits all his incentives. So given the fact that we don't have that 30, 35, 40 million dollar layout for a quarterback, uh, we did sign TJ Watt to that giant deal. Uh, This makes the Steelers far and away the most expensive defense in the NFL. We were already the most expensive defense in the NFL, and now we're even more so the most expensive defense. Mm -hmm. In the NFL, signing Cam Hayward, bringing back you know Terrell Edmonds, bringing back all the guys that we brought back on that defense, losing Stephon to it, uh, but signing T.J. Watt, locking up Mika Fitzpatrick, locking up Cam Hayward. Uh, it's an expensive defense, but if you're going to spend money, spend it on the defense. So in retrospect, uh, I do think it's a pretty big price tag, $18.5 million per year. But the fact that we don't have that huge layout at the quarterback position, I think I can stomach it, live with it, I just hope that he continues to be the kind of impact player that he's been because the the number of safeties in a league that have the kind of impact that Fitzpatrick has are very few in number. Uh, you know, the, we used to have Earl Thomas and some other guys out there and and uh, Honey Badger when he was in his prime. But right now, it's really there's really a, a small number of, of safeties that are worth this kind of money. We're lucky enough to have one, so we locked mm-hmm. him up. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic what do you think Ronnie? you know i mean we we, we sort of uh when he moved over from it was he was in miami right and he, he was, was miami. miserable and uh i think you guys gave up what uh was it two first rounds or one first uh, round? first and a third a first and a third and we thought it was too much at the time it was a lot and then when he came in i just started picking balls off exactly i think this <laughs> first game he had like two interceptions into the first game that he actually played for the pittsburgh steelers and at that point you're like 
okay. Why did I this, doubt Kevin Colbert? Exactly. Nobody like this guy has what it takes to play on this defense because the Pittsburgh Steelers are known for their defense. And especially now with the quarterbacks that you have in the AFC North, potentially Deshaun Watson, you have I, don't think so. <laughs> I mean eventually <laughs> yeah, maybe eventually Deshaun eventually Watson. maybe Deshaun Watson. <laughs> the NFL's already hiring people to defend yeah. the the full year suspension they think is coming. Yeah, and then you got you know you got Lamar you got Lamar Jackson there Joe too, Burrow. And Joe Burrow, exactly, Ben. So I mean you have you know those guys you have to play twice each and every season. So I mean if it was like you know if 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 the division was built with crappy quarterbacks kind of like the nfc east and i wouldn't the worry entirety about it of the it. nfc oh god okay I, okay not the entirety of it but <laughs> if, if if it's my division it's a whole different story but in your division ben where you have excellent quarterbacks you need great defensive backs and uh, mika fitzpatrick is one of the better defensive backs in the league and uh you know he's, he's really a difference maker and i think the steelers see that and that's why they went out and they spent a lot of money it is a lot of money but, you know, like you said, you're not spending a lot on the quarterback. I mean, the offense, you're not spending a ton of money there. You know what? You might as well bolster the defense. And, you know, even though it's, it's a large amount of money, I'm pretty sure you'd be more sad to see him go oh, for sure. and leave than to spend this kind of money on him right now. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, by all accounts, he's a class player, too. Mm-hmm. He there's There was no talk of holdout for a new contract. There was no talk of being unhappy with the Steelers and unhappy with his current contract. It all happened sort of under the radar, behind the scenes, out of the public eye, unlike a lot of these guys yep. uh, that are already creating tr- you know trouble for their team even before they're up for a contract or a year in advance of the of their of their contract year. So uh, stand up guy, difference maker. I could live with it because we don't have to pay our quarterback for four years. And, and actually when this court when this when this contract expires, that's assuming Kenny Pickett works out, when this contract is getting ready to uh, either to be extended or to be renegotiated, that's that's the time where we're going to have to pay Kenny Pickett. Mm. Same with T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. Maybe Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see how no, that maybe. Out no, too. maybe. Hall we'll of Fame. S- we'll see if he ever plays. <laughs> He'll play multiple decades. We'll see who plays more games: Deshaun Watson or Pickett. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely go with Kenny Pickett on that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, then again, if Kenny Pickett doesn't play at all this year, it means we won a ton of games. Exactly. That means Trubisky. Has taken the, the Trubisky era in Pittsburgh has taken off. Trubisky versus Russell Wilson in the AFC Championship. Game. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to this year. And uh, sending the five foot three inch tall Russell Wilson back to Seattle, back to Denver, and out of the playoffs yet again for the twelfth or tenth year in a row. <sighs> Uh, you really hate the guy all of a sudden, man. You really do hate the guy. Hey, screwed over the Seahawks, uh, screwed did. over my wife. Yeah, exactly. You know, now I have to point out that you're, you know, you you got lucky winning. But it's that, funny you have more you got lucky winning that Super Bowl at five foot, whatever he is, five you foot ten, five foot eleven. Hatred, but Looking at the quarterbacks that have, that are under six feet that have won a Super Bowl, there ain't very many of them. He just happens to be the one that's won it in the last twenty years. Yeah, well, he should have won too. But anyways, you know, yeah, it wasn't the defense of the running game, but all that had nothing to do with but it. But your wife doesn't even hate him as much as you do. I, I just don't. He, I, I just don't find him to be a. I, I, if he just was honest, you know, and said, I, I, "I'm not. I'm having an issue with the team. I'm having an issue with Pete Carroll. I don't like the way that the direction the team is going. I'm gonna just part ways. I'm gonna seek a trade so that I can go somewhere that that's more, um, you know, more in line with the way that I want to play and the offensive uh, scheme that I want to. You know, if he just said something honest, but it, I mean, it was all just a bunch of, you know, 
bullshit from from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Just be honest. If he was just honest, I think I could have lived with it. But because he's so full of shit that you know he's in Denver for two weeks and he's already saying that it's the most wonderful, cosmopolitan, amazing place he's ever been. And anyone that's been to Denver knows that that's not true. Uh. So you know you left you left a, a first world city. You went to Denver. You know it's Denver. It's not even Seattle. It's sure as hell not Los Angeles, Chicago, well, or New York City. You know, we're not going to have too many listeners from Denver. Are <laughs> we, Ben? Well, I love Denver. <laughs> it's, it's like, I love Denver. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden, I, I love Denver. I mean, I love it, but don't, you know. Denverians. Let's not, let's not be talking about it like it's freaking Barcelona or Paris or something. Uh, you know, it, it's Denver. Yeah, it's Denver. I mean, good for them, Ben. I know. I'm not going to insult Denver any more than I already have. You have done it. You've said it's over. Yeah. But I love I love all our listeners from Denver. I love all our listeners. LA's no prize. Just so you know, we live in LA. No, actually, and I don't, I'm not going to do a lot like, of bragging about Los Angeles. No, I, I don't know why people come out here. Like, in, it's just, just in general. Like, I mean, obviously, we yeah. live. We live out here. Do you here. like traffic? Do you like? Terrible air quality? You no, know, we live out here. I mean, you know, this is where we make our living, but it's like if I could live in another city and make the same amount of money, then I would move out there and 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 do the same exact thing because LA, there are some nice spots here and there, but there's a lot of crap in between. Yeah. Next week it'll be uh remote podcast. I'll be here Friday. We'll be in Tulsa doing <laughs> he's Man. got his new job in Tulsa. They agreed to match his salary. So now he, I'd be living he, large in Tulsa yeah, then. He, I mean like I'd buy you know, like you could get a nice large house in, in Tulsa, you know, for a couple hundred thousand dollars, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You could dig your own tornado shelter. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I mean it's a actually but t- the shelter Tulsa's itself. A nice town. The shelter itself, I'm sure, it would be it'd be, it'd be probably larger than my place right now, Ben. Actually, no, not your place. <laughs> Maybe in a but not your place. Your place pretty good size. Yeah, it's decent. It's it, not that big. It's it's, it's big uh, big enough for uh, more people than live there. It, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> definitely large enough for one person. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I I just uh, I don't like the way he handled leaving. I don't like the holier than now attitude. I don't like the you know I'm amazing and wonderful and. All golly gee whiz! Uh, I it just I could put up with it because he was playing for the Seahawks, and my mm-hmm. and my wife loved the Seahawks. Now that he's in Denver, I don't have any reason to like him. Yeah, but uh, that's all the Russell Wilson and Denver bashing that you hear on the show for the <laughs> I love evening. Denver. I love Denver. The but city. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, Ben, we both agree it's a lot. It is a lot of money, but I think it's a great move long term. You know, for the Steelers, bolster that defense, focus on the defense. The Steelers have always been built on that. That's their foundation right there. The defense. The offense, we'll see how they roll this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, we're 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 much like the you know the Chiefs. I mean, we have lost you know a number of players on offense and a number of skill position players on offense, and and our, we didn't lose our quarterback. Or they lost they we didn't they lost their they keep their quarterback. We lost our quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but we lose him. He was just old. We, but, but we do both <laughs> have to find a, a different offensive identity. I think this year, which will be interesting in the AFC yeah. as, as the only two good teams uh, that aren't among the other 15 great teams. Uh, okay. We're in that second level of teams. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to move on, Friday? Man, bashing the NFC, bashing Denver, bashing Russell Wilson. Well, I've been bashing Russell Wilson. Denver, for listen, time. I love you, man. Like, I love Denver. I don't, I don't, I don't like I don't LA that much. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a particular, I'm not going to like, uh, you know, if, 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 if you're going to torture me to, 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 to get me to say something negative about, Los Angeles, you're not going to have to hit me that hard at all. Yeah, you will. I'll, I'll be gladly volunteer all of the problems with Los Angeles, California. There are more than enough to fill up our normal two and a half hours. We yeah. could, we could talk about that for the next two. Traffic, and a half hours. homelessness, traffic, lack, homelessness, lack of water, crime, lack of water, <laughs> dirty air, dirty streets. 
strange, you know, potholes no, everywhere. No mass transit. Potholes as as far as the eye can see. Yeah. I mean, no no way to get from point A to point B without being in your car. Mm-hmm. Friday. Next up, Kyler Murray's in a hurry. And Cliff begins to worry. The Arizona Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury wants quarterback Kyler Murray's contract situation to be resolved before the team reunites for training camp late next month. John Weinfuss of ESPN reports, I'm praying before camp. I'm praying before camp, Kingsbury said Tuesday after the first day of Arizona's minicamp. If Murray, who was on the field for Tuesday's practice, doesn't receive an extension or a new deal by then, Kingsbury casts some doubt on the quarterback reporting on the first day of training camp. I'm not sure, Kingsbury said, of Murray showing up for camp without a new deal. There'd be a Kyler question, but I, just personally, I'm being selfish here, would love for him to be there for the first day of training camp. Murray is set to earn a staggering $5.5 million this season and $29.7 million next year after his fifth year option was picked up for 2023. However, Murray wants a new deal that is on par with the contracts of some of the top-tier quarterbacks, such as Kansas City Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes, who can throw the ball in the middle of the field, Buffalo Bills' Josh Allen, who can throw the ball in the middle of the field, Cleveland Browns' Deshaun Watson, who can throw the ball in the middle of the field, and Dallas Cowboys' Dak Prescott, who can throw the ball in the middle of the field. <laughs> Ronnie, what say you? Uh, you know what? This, this it's, I mean, it's all quarterback bashing all the time for me this week. You know, I don't get it. I don't. I'm not sure. He's got why two fucking passes he could throw. Kyler, uh, go. No, I don't. <laughs> and I don't a fucking don't, deep slam. I don't know why he's so adamant about getting a contract right now when he's accomplished really nothing. No, he, he went to the playoffs and lost. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's come on he's, now. I mean, the team. You know, they they performed relatively well in the beginning part of the season, and they kind of fall off towards the end. I mean, it's been like that the last couple of seasons with him at the helm. Uh, but you know he hasn't really done anything. He's I mean, he had really no small. receivers last I mean, you know, year. He only had DeAndre Hopkins and and, and AJ Green. Well, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins did and, get injured. He got injured. And what's his you know, name? Who knows that's what happened? Now he was in, actually uh, healthy. But it's it's uh, you or know I, I I don't like to see this from a young quarterback. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look how Lamar Jackson is handling Joe his Burrow. situation. Look at I mean Joe Burrow will get paid for sure. Uh, but I mean, Lamar Jackson should also get paid as well, but you don't see him bitching and moaning and crying about a new contract. You know, he just goes out there and he wins. I mean, that's what you want to see that winning mentality. You want to see this crybaby because he's not that much bigger than a baby when he, when he's exactly. out on the, when he's out on the field, releasing really multi-paragraph fucking tweets in, uh, in impact font quarterback. I mean, he's fast. I, you know, I love watching this guy play, but you know, it's, he really has not accomplished much to be complaining this much. I, I don't. I do not understand it. I mean, I'm sure he wants that contract situation to be done. But once he does sign a contract, what are you going to get from this guy? Is this really your franchise quarterback? This guy that's bitching and moaning. Is he really the leader of men? Are the guys going to respect him in the locker room because of this? I doubt it. What do you think, Ben? There have been a very, very small number of quarterbacks in the league that have won the Super Bowl below six feet. That's just a fact of the matter. You have your Fran Tarkenton's, you have your Doug Flutie's, you have your Sonny Jerkinses, you have your Russell Wilson. There, there are very few quarterbacks that have actually won a Super Bowl. I think Russell Wilson is the last, and before that, it was multiple. It might have been multiple decades. The last time it's happened, you watch the film on Lamar, on uh, Kyler Murray. He could throw the ball deep on the outside. He loves the routes where uh, he throws to DeAndre Hopkins or AJ Green or the receiver on the outside when there's single coverage. He doesn't even look. Underneath, he can't throw underneath. Zach Ertz, I, I watched the tape this week of multiple, multiple occasions where Zach Ertz was physically, obviously angry at Kyler Murray for not hitting him wide open in the middle of the field. He can hit, I mean, he has great touch on the ball. He could hit, 
you know, receivers deep down the field. He can put the ball exactly where it needs to be, but he is, he is not a full quarterback in the league. He can't throw the ball in the middle of the field. He can't see the players in the middle of the field. He can't get the ball out there where he needs to. He can only throw the ball on the outside or use his legs and the ability to use his legs is going to deteriorate over time. I just feel like he's 75% of a quarterback. So why do you want 100% of big time quarterback money? I I just, uh, the numbers Uh, don't add up. The completion percentage doesn't add up. The playoff, you know, Lamar Jackson finally, you know, got the got the playoff win. He, he, I mean, he he's not complaining. Jim Harbaugh came out this week, you know, speaking highly of Lamar Jackson, saying he's making big strides in development as a passer. I mean, can you imagine if Cliff Kingsbury had the nerve to say something like that about the perfect Kyler Murray who's never made a mistake in his entire life? Mm-hmm. Did Lamar Jackson go out on ESPN or on Twitter and, and call John Harbaugh, a piece of shit. How dare he fucking say that I'm making strides. I'm already the best quarterback in the league. I'm already perfect. That's the attitude that Kyler Murray has. And quite frankly, if I'm the Cardinals, the the sooner you can dump this quarterback off on somebody else, the better. Mm-hmm. What say you? I I said what I need to say. <laughs> I was the first. I, I just, why, I was the why first would you want to keep a guy it. like this around long term? He's obviously has shortcomings in his game. 80% of the, his game is relying on throwing the ball to the outside or moving outside, you know, within the pocket with his legs. His legs are not going – he's not going to be able to continue to do that for very long. And when, once he's not able to move around with that mobility in the pocket, he's going to be left with nothing but those outside balls. No matter how good he is at throwing them, they're just going to cover those passes. Mm-hmm. It's all screen passes and long bombs down the sideline. That's the only passes he can throw. So – and with this attitude – why would you want this guy on your team? Why would you want to lock this guy up and have to deal with this shit for a decade or more? This is like Carson Wentz level of arrogance with Carson Wentz level, with not even Carson Wentz level of success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's actually, I think actually Carson Wentz has accomplished well, more Wise, than Kyler Murray has in this league. Well, I mean, he, he did. He had one really good season where he, he set them up to go to the in Super a position, Bowl? yeah, to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, Foles took over. Everybody knows that story. But, uh, no, I mean, he has not. He really has not accomplished enough in this league to warrant this sort of behavior. And, uh, you know, I mean, you just, you just have to look at it and, and, and wonder how mature this guy really is. You know, like I He's said about— He's as mature as his height would like indicate. Leadership. I mean, you know, obviously, Aaron Rodgers— he does complain. He is a crybaby, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yes, he has one Super Bowl, Ben. I know that he has only one Super Bowl, but he's been to multiple NFC Championship games. And, you know, the, the Packers have always well, had more than one a good record, you know, with him at the helm. But, I mean, those kinds of guys can, can bitch, can moan. I mean, Russell Wilson did it, you know, in, in his own sort of way. But, I mean, you know, those guys have actually accomplished things. They were in the league for much longer, whereas Kyler Murray is just getting started, and he already wants a huge contract. He just wants the money. But how bad does he, How bad do you want to win? I don't think he, yeah. I don't think he cares if he wins. Yeah, yeah. I, I just if, I, if I'm the Cardinals, I just I cut him loose for some draft picks. And, you know, you got a, you got a good quarterback class coming out next year. I mean, you've already picked up his fifth-year option. If he decides he's not going to play, then he doesn't play. Uh, you can move him in the off season. You can move him next season if he if he if he holds out, uh, you know, for a new contract. But I would cut bait with uh, with Kyler Murray. The sooner the better, and get another quarterback in there that can that can run the offense that, that can be a complete quarterback for the team. I just think he's going to be a headache as long as he's there. He's going to be as big of a headache as Aaron Rodgers mm. without the results. Yep. Oh whoa! You're giving props to Aaron Rodgers. Well, oh I mean, you, God, can't argue, you can't argue. You can't argue with the numbers. First. You can't argue with the playoffs. This is a first for the Thirsty Gold Podcast. 
Well, I mean, he he has won tons of playoff games. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He can't, you know, he doesn't perform well in the championship games, and in the, you know, he he sort of falls flat when it when it really hits crunch time at the end of those big big games. Mm-hmm. But you can't argue with the with the regular season record, and you can't argue with the the, the dozens, might even be dozens at this point of playoff wins. Mm-hmm. You just can't argue with that. So, it. it if I'm going to have the attitude of Aaron Rodgers, I at least want the productivity and results. Mm-hmm. And Kyler Murray doesn't give you that. And that offense was stacked last year. They were good. <laughs> they were stacked. <laughs> All right, funny. In, in, this is a stark contrast. Joe Burrow is not concerned. The Bengals won't be burned. Cincinnati's Joe Burrow is part of a strong group of young quarterbacks that should have the league in good hands well into the future. And by this time next year, Burrow's hands may be filled with cash after a lucrative new deal. The number one overall pick of the 2020 draft, Burrow will be eligible for a second contract once the Bengals' 2022 season is over. During the team's minicamp this week, Burrow was asked if he thinks about what he might make on an extension given the numbers of the likes of Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson this offseason. Burrow said it's not on the top of his mind. I mean, the market is just exploding, he said. It's crazy the numbers that these guys are putting up, and I think it's well-deserved, Burrow said. All those guys are playing at the top of their game. They're being paid accordingly, but I'm not worried about it. I like to make jokes about it, but really, I haven't thought about it that much right now. Burrow led the league with a 70.4% completion rate in 2021. He threw for 4,611 yards with 34 touchdowns and 14 interceptions to lead the Bengals to their first AFC North title since 2015 and their first Super Bowl appearance since the 1988 season. Frane would say you about the difference between these guys. I mean, look look at these stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, Murray's been in the league for one more year. Completion percentage. Joe Burrow, 68.2. Kyler Murray, 66.9. Per game, Joe Burrow, 35 attempts, 280 yards. Kyler Murray, 23 attempts, 249 yards. Too much bourbon in that one. Too much bourbon in that one. Uh, 1.8 TDs per game for Joe Burrow, 1.5 TDs for Kyler Murray. These stats speak for themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I mean, well, I mean, obviously Joe Burrow is, is, he knows he's going to get paid. And he's better than Kyler Murray by a long way. He's not even going to worry about it. Whereas, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, He's worried that he won't get paid. He should have played baseball. He threatened yeah. to. He's got his own. At least he'd be getting paid if he's, he's playing his, baseball. He's got his insecurities. You know, he's like, "Am I really good enough? I better get paid." <laughs> Whereas, you know, Joe Burrow knows he's the man. You know, he he he's well, one the out, of the outfits speak for themselves. Exactly. He does. He, <laughs> that, he's a very unfortunately or fortunately, he's a depending. very secure dude. He is yeah. very secure. He's gonna wear that in public. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I was Joe Burrow, I might do it. Yeah, being one of the best young quarterbacks into the league in how many years now? I mean, him and and Herbert both know that they're going to get paid. Uh, so he's not worried about it at all. Um, you know, the, the Bengals are going to pony up the cash. They're going to pay him a ton of money, and rightfully so. He's not even worried, not even for a second, even after being injured. I mean, you know, he had an injury, not last year, but the season before, came back and played amazing, um, you know, goes to the fucking Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, they, they were they were in it right up until the end. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he's, he's up, you know, what he's saying is, is it's what you want to hear from your quarterback. He does care about winning, and he's shown it. And he's not. He's not. They're gonna. They're gonna pay him a ton of money. He's yeah. not, not. Maybe not Mahomes' money, but not too he's gonna, far. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mahomes. I mean, that was a good contract yeah. actually in the long term. But yeah, I mean, I, I just. I really like Joe Burrow's attitude. Uh, you know, I like what he brings in terms of his 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 attitude. You know, his machismo, his his vibe, his energy that he brings to the team. I mean, and taking the Cincinnati Bengals 
a team with arguably a worse history of disappointment than the Arizona Cardinals, taking them to the championship game and then to the Super Bowl in his first full season with the team. I just don't think you can argue with those kind that kind of success. Obviously, the team was put together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were l- laughing at Zach Taylor a couple years ago, like well, they they should definitely fire this guy who would bring in this you know this this no unknown coordinator into this head co- coaching position, and now he's taking the team to the Super Bowl. But if you look at these numbers, you know I, I just don't know where Kyler Murray gets off yeah. arguing that he's on this kind of level. Uh, with Joe Burrow, and you see the difference in the results. Kyler Murray, one playoff game and a loss. Joe Burrow, four playoff games and a loss ultimately in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, I, if, if I, I, as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, I'm more concerned. I would be, I'm far more concerned to have Joe Burrow in my division than I would to have Kyler Murray in my division. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned to have Lamar Jackson in my division than to have Kyler Murray in my division. Hell, I'm more concerned to have Baker Mayfield in my division than to have. Kyler Murray in my division, assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't play and Baker's forced into action again this season. But I'm definitely more concerned about Deshaun Watson if he if he's healthy than any of those other guys. Uh, but I'm not particularly concerned. About- <laughs> oh, geez, I almost spilled <laughs> all the lime juice. <laughs> all the lime juice right there. I just wanted to put a little bit in the drink right there. I didn't realize your um your mic had that little extension right there. Oh, you over bourbon the bourbon? It's uh it is it is bourbony. It's it is definitely bourbony. bourbony. But yeah, I mean, I I just really like what Joe Burrow brings. Joe Burrow brings to the table, both in terms of his his psychology, the way he carries himself, the way he speaks, and and also the way he plays. Uh, I just think the Bengals are lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Well, not for you, <laughs> <laughs> not for the Steelers. No, but I mean, look at the, I mean, you got the, the you know you got Joe Burrow, you got you know, uh, as you mentioned Justin Herbert, you got Deshaun Watson if he comes back. You know, there's a lot of really young, really good young quarterbacks out there and it's a little bit scary uh to if you don't have a quarterback or if you have one of these legacy quarterbacks an, an older quarterback like a roethlisberger before he retired or a, you know one of these guys in their 30s it's a little scary are you ready to move on from i'm surprised you didn't talk shit about him who the Bengals. I can't really talk shit about the Bengals. I mean, well, yeah, you can. I, I can. They're but, part of your division, but it wouldn't be fair because they're doing everything right and they're doing everything. We're just the trying right to get way. some shots here, so, man. But to do some a shot, shots here. I would say that the Cleveland Browns are a complete train wreck <laughs> from their ownership and Jimmy Haslam completely fucking everything up saying the wrong things, their general manager who couldn't answer a simple question in multiple press conferences this season, Kevin Stefanski, who's been unfortunately asked to captain this garbage, you know, this garbage barge of a ship that's going to be without a quarterback potentially for two full seasons now, if these allegations continue to go in the direction that they're going. So it's really great to see that a guy in Baker Mayfield, who I actually like, is going to be getting off a sinking garbage vessel that is the Cleveland Browns and the junk that they've got in their front office. All and right. Field. That's, is that that's, better? That's very eloquent, too. I like that. I like that. And, and you don't know, fuck the Cowboys, man. I'm going to be less eloquent there we than you. Go. Fuck the Cowboys. This is our punishment shop, man. We're, uh, I don't know, I'd say we're about 25 minutes into the podcast right now. Um, you know, I, I have a timer in my head. Okay, 39. 39 minutes. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm way off. Well, you talk a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> the talking on the show. But uh, we have a little bit of this uh, Ricea on the table, Ben. It's not quite tequila 
but it's very similar to tequila. Oh, I, was, I forgot to ask the, the people that I think will know about Ricea this uh -huh. week. I didn't ask. Yeah. But I mean, we have some of the Ricea on the table, Ben. It is a beautiful looking bottle, but we're taking the shot because it is our punishment shot, Ben. Uh, if, you, if I say anything negative about a team in my division versus the NFC East... I take a shot. If you say anything negative about a team in your division for the AFC North, or if Sonia, who takes, uh, well, Sonia's never on the podcast, but if she ever says anything. <laughs> but, but kudos if you know who that is. Yeah. Listening, if she's, you've been listening, for, be. you've been listening been, for three years if you Ben's, know who that is. Exactly. She's Ben's <laughs> wife, my cousin, and she used to be on our podcast. But if she ever had, or maybe in the future, if she joins us, if, if she says anything negative about a team in her division for the AFC West, then she takes a shot. I hope that day comes, Ben. At least soon. Yeah. We have to get her back on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, when, when it's Russell Wilson versus, you know, versus the, <laughs> uh, versus Geno Smith in the Super Bowl, maybe we'll get around. Yeah, maybe, maybe. True lock. Uh, awesome. But yeah, True we signed that contract in blood, Ben. This is our drinking game. And uh, let's let's drink down this. This one's pretty rough. Right. See, yeah. it's actually not rough. It's just a different. It's a different flavor. Flavor. It's a very earthy tone. Almost clay-like. Yeah. Right? It's almost like a. Adobe. It's almost like it's like uh like I'm licking like the side of like an adobe vodka brick. with mud in it. That's kind of what it's like. But it's a, you know, it is the working people's drink. It is uh, you know, as I mentioned like in Europe they have this thing they call rakia. Friday can explain it better than I do, but it's 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 made by, you know, the poorer communities, the farmers. Same thing in Mexico they make this from agave. It was bootlegged for a long time and made and put in plastic bottles and and the like because they can make it themselves. So, it's something that has finally hit the hipster the hipster scene. Uh, but I really wanted to try it because I heard it on uh, uh, one of Joe Rogan's guests had a uh, really who I like likes it, and I I don't know that I like it, but we'll see. It's actually not bad. It it, it really is not that bad. I, you know, I can stomach that good. This, I can stomach this better than I could tequila. Uh, it's up. It's it's similar, but it, yeah, similar. Yeah, a, a bad. This is this is better than a bad tequila. Yeah, exactly. That's. Yeah, it's not as good as yeah. a really good tequila, but yeah, it's no. better than a bad. Tequila. But maybe this is not like the best rice. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. It's the price is up there. But the I mean, like I'm not, yeah, I know, but, that, you know I'm being laughed at by rare. all of Southern Mexico. Right, yeah. they're like you fifty dollars. You can get, I could get, I could give you like fifty two liter bottles of this for fifty bucks. Yeah, for fifty pesos, you can get this bottle. <laughs> Let's do it. Cheers, bud. It's growing on me. No, it's it's it's. Oh, I almost got a little mushroom at the end of that it's one. It's not. It's not rough. It's not rough. It's just the flavor. The is flavor different. is new to me. It's different. You know, it's it's. Uh, I got a it, bunch of different flavors in that one than I got the last time, but it's, now yeah. that it's not, it's room temperature. Now. I'm getting like a lot of ironiness. Like yeah, it, it is like irony. And it's not even. I mean, the proof is not that high. It's only eighty. It's only eighty proof, right? It's forty percent. Forty percent, which is you know that's you know fairly average. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but mm -hmm. it tastes like it's higher. Yeah. Yeah. Like it has the burn of something that's a little bit higher. That's smoothish. Smoothish. All right, Franny, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. I just want to take a shot. There you go. Yeah, I can't. I talked you into it. I want to say something bad about the Bengals, but. But it was like a very, it was like very eloquent the way you talk shit right there. Uh, well, I mean, it's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's like watching a slow motion car crash in the movies. <laughs> you want another shot? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Next up, Franny. Devon Allen can move. Oh, man. I and love he's got something this. to prove. The Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, Devon, Devon Allen, displayed his world class athleticism over the weekend, running the third fastest time in track and field history in the 110 meter hurdles on uh, this Sunday before last. Kevin Patra of NFL.com reported Allen won the 110 meter 
hurdles at the New York Grand Prix in New York City in 12.84 seconds. Aries Merritt holds a world record of 12.80 seconds, set in 2012, so only four-tenths of a second off from the all-time world record. Mm-hmm. When I brought this guy to your attention a I year ago him. or so, I poo-pooed him. you poo-pooed no, him. It wasn't was a year ago. Maybe was, he'll be on the practice. It was a few months ago. A few months ago. A few months ago. When maybe he got he'll signed. be on the practice squad. Which then still please might. fucking move on. He still Why might are you be. talking about this guy? He still might be on the practice squad. No, you know, no, he's I mean, going to be starting. You saying he's going to be starting by the Usain end of the year? You saying Bolt is fucking fast, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't expect him to be starting. Oh, but for he also the he's never played football. At least Devon yeah, Island actually he, plays he played, football. He played football. He was injured multiple times, and I'm happy that he's had. He Mary had, Lou Retton, you know, she's yeah. fast too. <laughs> <laughs> Simone Biles, you know, she can jump. <laughs> Simone Biles, very athletic. <laughs> she can jump. Maybe, maybe not the best signing for the I'm Eagles. I'm trying to think of another that male sim- athlete, uh, Simone, like a person in the Olympics. That's Simone Biles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great gymnast. I'm not sure if she would like really fit in, in on the, the football NFL. field. I'm just trying Although to she's probably more athletic than a lot of those guys. Probably all of the guys, but maybe wouldn't fit in. Just like this guy, very athletic. I just also don't know. Football. I know, but I just don't know how that's going to translate into the NFL. You may be fast. There's a lot of fast guys out there. I mean, there's dudes that can run straight but once you sit, once you get on the football field and you start getting hit and with his injury issues i'm not sure it's gonna pan out but i'm really happy for the but guy he can run away if from he can, if he can continue um you know this sort of uh, uh success you know for the olympics good for him i just don't know how it's really going to translate into the nfl i'm still not really high on the guy i'm happy for him but i'm not really high on him like you know having a, a permanent spot on the eagles he could at least be jacoby myers he could be, you know, a guy. I mean, obviously, you know, I, Jacoby I Myers is guy. not this fast. I could see him in the 2024 Paris Olympics. You know, and I'd, I'd be happy for the guy. I'd be rooting for the guy. But I oh, still, I still don't op- believe optimistic. that Dream. he's going to be. Dream, you're an Eagle fan. Dream. You know, I know, but I don't believe that he's going to be a difference maker for the Eagles. But I mean, kudos to him. I love the fact that he was only, you know, four tenths of a second off. I said when I texted you, I, I said three tenths of a second. But I watched it live. I watched it like. When you know they were talking about it, they show him signing the contract and everything. I'm like, oh, this is the guy we we're talking about right here. And then he gets out there. He started slow, but damn, he picked it up at the end. He fucking just took over. And um, that's the story of the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. They started slow, but damn, they took over. But they, golly, gee, gee, golly, whiz, did he take over? <laughs> but that's what they do. I mean, they they they're always at the cusp of the playoffs at the end of the season, and somehow. They turn it on, other teams lose, and they find their way into the playoffs. That's the mm-hmm. Eagles story. Mm-hmm. I think this guy's going to be a difference maker on the team before the end of this football season. I just I like, hope so. I, mean, I like I his attitude. So. I like his height. Yeah. I like his athleticism. I like his hands. I think I think he could be something. Mm-hmm. I mean, A.J. Green, Devontae Smith, Devon Allen. I mean, come on. That's mm-hmm. a nice trio right there. I shouldn't be putting him in the in the category yeah. of those other two guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I think that he I think he'll be I think he's gonna be better than Greg Ward, better than Travis Fulgham, uh, better than these other guys. That well, had. he's better than Fulgham because Fulgham doesn't play anymore. Well, yeah, uh, but but he, but he had a nice little bit stretch of, of games. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Greg Ward, you know, he, he's he's been you know he's he's actually played in the NFL. Devon Allen is going to play in the NFL. Yeah, on the practice squad. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I'm an Eagles fan, man. I mean, like, we're, you know, we're just. Uh... If he catches more than 10 touchdowns, will you get me a bottle of Balvany 21? He's not. I mean, 10. Is he, is he, is his last name Hopkins? <laughs> <laughs> it's a 17 game season. Yeah, it doesn't matter. How many, how many wide receivers have caught t- 10 not, touchdowns? That's why I think it's worth the Balvany yeah. 21. 
I'll, I'll get you. Okay, I'll get you Balvin 21 if this dude catches 10 touchdowns. <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be a long podcast night. That's going to be a long night for you. I will. I would get you one. But, I mean, there's not that many wide receivers out there that catch 10. I mean, they maybe even if they're, like, the best wide receivers in the league, 10 touchdowns, that's a lot. I agree. That's yeah. why I think it's worth that bottom. Yeah, it is, yeah. Are you ready to move on from the future Hall of Famer, Devon Allen? I mean, I wish him all the best. I hope he is. But I, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> all right. We shall see, but I think I'm going to be right this time. Uh, it's all quarterbacks all the time tonight. Uh, it's not me. It's you and you and you over there and you. But it ain't me. I'm amazing. Cam Newton still believes he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL and that the current perception people have of him comes from himself putting in a putting himself in a fucked up situation with the Carolina Panthers last season. I signed on Thursday. I played on Sunday. The 2015 NFL MVP said. The Pivot on the Pivot podcast hosted by ESPN's Ryan Clark and former NFL players Channing Crowder and Fred Taylor. At what point did you think you was going to be successful? The next week I started. That's still under 10 days of you being on the team. And you're still trying to learn the offense. So before I sit up here and allow the narrative to be made that Cam ain't got it no more, Cam is taking full responsibility and saying Cam put himself in a fucked up situation. <laughs> that's I'm taking full accountability by saying that I put myself in a situation where I couldn't succeed and that's not my fault. Which then had a ricochet effect of people thinking how they now think of him. Newton, 33 year old, 33 years old, is a free agent. He spent the final eight games with the Panthers last season after being signed in November when starter Sam Darnold was placed on injured reserve with a shoulder injury. Four days later, in a backup role, Newton scored on his first two plays, a two-yard run and a two-yard pass to help the Panthers upset Arizona. He started the next five games going 0-5. Newton, the first pick of the 2011 draft by the Panthers, believes he can help whatever team gives him a chance. He repeatedly said on the podcast, there's not 32 guys out there better than me. That's right. There's probably about 40. If you think I couldn't be on somebody's team right now, you're a damn fool, Newton said. Newton said that the 33-year-old version of him needs a team with good supporting cast and time to learn the system. (laughs) Oh, my God. If you're asking me to run this show without your supporting cast holding up their end of the bargain, yeah, because they were terrible in New England, then you're always going to be left alone, Newton said. Newton reminded that he didn't have to win that he didn't have that with the Panthers in 2021 and never got a chance to fully learn the offense in New England in 2020 after signing in late June that year. The New England experience was a fucked up situation, Newton said. I was still learning the offense seven to eight weeks into the season. Okay, well, I don't know who you're blaming for that. Newton won the first start the first start for the Patriots, but finished seven and eight and only had eight touchdown passes, but ten interceptions. He signed after the season, but was released at the end of training camp when New England decided to go with first round pick Mac Jones. It was just brain overload, Newton said of his twenty twenty season. It was times I was going to the line and still thinking, Do I know it? Yes, to the degree that I needed to know it, to show it, or to show the world that, that I'm still Cam Newton? No. But I put myself in that situation, Franny would say. That was like, he put on display for all the world to see in one interview why he's not cut out for the NFL. Not anymore. Not in, Intellectually, not, I, I, he's I mean, he proved how stupid he really is I mean, like, you know, just he's, by the he's, things he's, that he said. Cam Newton was what special because fuck. of his physical abilities. And now those physical abilities that he did have before are lacking. I mean, a guy can't really throw the ball down the field. I mean, his his shoulder is completely messed up. I mean, he can't read the field that well either. Uh, you know, he was just way too physical early on in his career. He's aged now, and he's a, he was a one trick pony. So I mean, it's it's like you know those abilities are gone. Your career. I mean, he could be a backup, but he's not a starter anymore in this league. Do you remember how bad that offense was in New England when he was there? Yeah, pretty bad. All those ridiculous running play, running play, running play. I, I just think. <sighs> 
I mean, first of all, just, he's, he's, he's acting as if he's the first quarterback or first football player ever to get put into a situation on a new team in the middle of the season or at the beginning of a season and not have a lot of time to learn what's going on on the football, you know, with, with the learn to playbook. This happens to guys, dozens of guys every single year mm-hmm. uh, to say that it, the Carolina Panthers are the reason that he fucking sucked with them and the New England Patriots and his inability to understand their no one that would look at that New England Patriots offense when he was there would consider that office to be anything complex at all. Uh, so essentially he said he doesn't have the intellectual acuity to learn an offense quickly. He doesn't have the ability to make a team better. He's only dependent on the, the level of the play of the guys around him, which would come as a shock to Russell Wilson since he made as much as I don't want to bash Russell Wilson. If no one in the history of the NFL has ever had a better reason to complain about the offense making it difficult that Russell Wilson behind that offensive line. He made that team better year after year after year after year, better than the team that he had on the field around him. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm just shocked that, that Cam Newton can't take responsibility for anything at any point ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he doesn't take accountability for you know his level of play, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, 2015 when he went to the Super Bowl, you know, he was at he he was Superman even though they lost. I mean, but he was a strong physical runner. He could actually throw the ball down the field, but after that point, 2016, 17, 18, you know, when those physical abilities started to sort of uh, dissipate and sort of disappear, you know, he he just uh he, I mean, maybe maybe it's just difficult for him to I don't know, wrap his mind around the fact that he's just not that same guy that he was. I mean, you know, like LeBron James is also not physically very strong still, but he's sort of, you know, he's changed his game so that he can still be successful. Cam Newton was a one trick pony and he never really tried to do anything different. He, he's just, he's still trying to be the same Cam Newton, but it's like Superman around kryptonite. <laughs> you know, it's like you're weak now. Because this green rock that's grow that's glowing, but he just in his mind he just yeah. can't wrap his mind around that. But that's what he's become. He's become the kryptonited Superman. Yeah, but but the this is the way the NFL work, Cam Cam Newton. If there were not thirty two guys that the NFL believed are better than you, there would you'd be on a roster right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, people don't want to deal with you, but it does explain why that New England offense was so pathetic, and the play calling was so predictable. Uh, during the entire, almost a full season that he was there. And it was it's clear now that it's because he didn't have the psychological capacity to understand anything that they wanted to do on that offense. If if it wasn't the offense that he had always run, he was probably going to take him multiple seasons to learn it. And that's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not to be so hard on him, but at least admit, you know, I, that's, I just hate it when athletes blame everybody around them mm-hmm. and everything else other than themselves. Like, I, I'm, no, I'm no huge LeBron James fan anymore. But nobody's become a better shooter. I mean, but like he doesn't blame, on, he doesn't blame every, well, he yeah, did a little bit. He this does year. blame people, but I mean, it's like <clears throat> with LeBron James, he, I mean, it's, it's impressive to see what he's doing at his age, but as a younger player, he used his physical traits to, you know, score, you know, I mean, he, he was, I mean, he dunks over people and, and just like, you know, he, a little bit, cause his game was a little bit closer inside. Whereas now, as an older player, he realized that those abilities are going to sort of disappear. He's become a better shooter. So he's better at shooting three-pointers now. He's just better, you know, mid-range game is better now. But Cam Newton was basically a one-trick pony, and he never really, 
he never really tried to do anything different than what he was doing as 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 a kid. Yeah, and he never and I <clears throat> and I seriously doubt that he has the capacity to learn anything different. Uh because he clearly didn't do it in Carolina, he didn't do it in New England and now mm-hmm. nobody wants him. Yeah. Uh but then again, as a Yankee fan, you know, I view everything through the the <laughs> filter of Derek Jeter. Uh, and there isn't a single word in this entire article that's a quote from Cam Newton that would come out of Derek Jeter's mouth, even if it were true. Mm-hmm. The, and that's sort of I expect I help I hold people to the to that standard uh, as athletes to to give an interview. I know there's the you know there is that audience out there the the 15 year olds to the 19 year olds that buy all this bullshit about everybody being against you and everybody else is causing your problems and none of the thing is your fault. But when you're talking to adults and most of these NFL teams are run by actual adults, this kind of bullshit doesn't work on them. And that's why you have to go on some, some garbage podcast like this to spit out this, this ridiculousness. I, you don't think that, that the Carolina Panthers would love to have Cam Newton back, given the fact that they do not have a quarterback on their roster right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, they have, I mean, they, 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 have they don't get Ralph. They don't want to. They don't, they, well, they have PJ Walker. They have, but if, there are teams out there that, that are in desperate need for a quarterback. And if the, any of these teams thought Cam Newton could come in there and be better than Davis Mills, for example, or Taylor Heineke, for example. Whoa! Also, another whoa! Hey, Heineke, yeah. Heineke. That was. I was thinking about that as my hot take with Heineke taking over the. the I think the he range. probably will, yeah. but I mean, I think there are thirty-two. I mean, I think there's probably 40, 40 quarterbacks in the league right now that are better than Cam Newton, including some mm-hmm. backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that he, I think if he slowed his roll down verbally a little bit, he'd probably get himself on a roster and be able to make a little bit more money before he retires. But blaming, you're going to blame Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. That's why. Yeah. Uh, that was the reason. Yeah, that's they, it. That's the reason. There it is. You know. I, we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Friday. You want to take a, take a quick break, Ben? Take a quick break. Did, yeah. See, I knew eventually I would be the one that would uh, ask. Well, we're now we're in. We're now we're in. So, you know what? You know, we record this podcast outdoors where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded and we drink the entire podcast. So occasionally we have to use the facilities. Yeah. And I might have to put a sweatshirt on. So oh. we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, oh man, we'll be right. But I'm, I blame Would you like uh, one of those little umbrellas with your drink right there. But I, I'm going to blame, uh, I'm going to blame Bill Belichick. Yeah. Right? You know, fuck Bill Belichick in this cooler weather that we're having outside. Exactly. Right? It's all his fault. It's his fault. All right. We'll be right back with the rest of the NFL news. All right, and we are back with the remainder of the NFL news. Ben, are we done with the NFL news? No, we got a listicle. Oh, okay, all right, there we go. I like the listicle. So I mean, you got your sweater on. Yeah. Uh, you were calling me a bitch before the show for putting my sweater on, which is thinner than the sweater that you have on right now, Ben. That's by true. the way, that's true. It's a hoodie. You got That's like true. a full hoodie. I just put on a t-shirt. Well, it's, well, a, it's I mean, a zip it's like, up. It's a zip up. I got the front open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I see how it is. But mm-hmm. in the off season, you know, I like, uh, we both like, you know, the listicles, the top list and all that. We get a lot of these in the off season. So we'll go through a bunch. I think we did. I can't remember what we did a couple weeks ago. It was uh, uh-huh. top. Uh, you know, I think I heard about these head coach rankings. Yeah. And I, I want, think I heard about it. I don't know if it's the same. I think there's also something to ESPN radio about this. And... If it's that same list, because I'm sure there's different lists from different websites. This is a pro football focus, which is yeah. probably the best in terms of the sheer data that goes into but it. But I remember hearing some of the some of the rankings, and I thought they were fucking retarded. And I, 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 I'm not sure if it was this one, though. We're going to look at it right now. But, yeah, I didn't agree with it at that time as I was listening. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like the—I I mean, ESPN does rankings. CBS does them. 
I tend to like, <clears throat> excuse me, pro football focus because it's much more data driven. Uh, and they're less likely like than ESPN to put in something that they think is going to get people talking, even though it's not actually what they believe. Yeah. So I, I tend to think pro football focus does the best job. Uh, so this is uh PFF's 2022 NFL head coach rankings. Got Bill Belichick as the cover picture. Uh, but That's we not can a very good go... picture. That's not very flattering. Let's see. Are they going through? I mean, it's, not, you can't, I mean, it's hard to make him look flattering, but they didn't even try. All right. So you want to go backwards? We usually go backwards to forwards. So you want to go backwards to front? Mm, or you want to yeah, go top we'll go to back. bottom? We'll go backwards. Uh, 26, Robert Sala. Wait, there's more than 26 teams in the league. Uh, Wait, is that? Oh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I think they, well, essentially, they anybody else below that? Yeah, they didn't. I guess they didn't do all 32. Well, they they, they broke them down into tiers. Mm, oh, still the same thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, Robert Sala coming in at number 26 Friday. You know, I think, it's, I mean, it's, it's it's unfair because not all these coaches have the same talent on their team. So, I guess there's six head coaches that are not ranked. <laughs> so, it's, it's like, um, you know, for Robert Sala, you know, I loved him as a defensive coordinator in uh, San Francisco. I mean, the talent is just not there right now for the Jets. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, exactly. He's six two. Uh, so, <laughs> so I mean, you know, maybe some of this is 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 not really fair to some of these coaches. Uh, but you know, I mean, for for the way they performed last season, what are you, Cam Newton? This this is fair. Robert okay, Sala, you know, it's needs fair. more credit because he plays for a shitty team. Well, yeah. I mean, like you know, any any coach. make the team better. Then you're a head coach. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't have the talent there, what are you supposed to do? Make the team better. You're the head coach. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Okay, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's too low. I think Sala should be higher than this. Uh, 25, Dennis Allen, New York, uh, New Orleans Saints. I mean, first year as a head coach, defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, we, I think we, he probably just, just working next really to Sean know. Payton would yeah, get him a higher ranking than this. I mean, don't really know what to expect from him just yet, you know. It's, uh, it's, you know, first uh, first day on the job this coming season, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> from an offensive coordinator for over a decade yeah, to... Yeah, uh, see what happens. Uh, 24, Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, he's got two years under his belt. They uh, started well last season. Uh, yeah, or is it one full season under his belt? I think it was one. Uh, I mean, he's also in a tough situation with the quarterback, you know, yeah. with, and with uh, McCaffrey, you know, not being exactly, healthy, yeah. not a particularly great group of wide receivers there either. Mm -hmm. uh, defense okay, but uh, 23, Dan Campbell, who I like. Detroit Lions coming in at but 23, ahead of Robert you know, Sala. Ahead of Robert Sala. Yeah, but also, you know, the talent is just not there. I mean, they're, they're still building. We'll see how they do this season. That pretty decent draft. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this past season, obviously, they were bad. But they just, the players just weren't there. Yeah. I mean, as always, I'll be rooting for Dan Campbell. Or uh, the, the Detroit Lions. I can't help it. Uh, 22, Zach Taylor coming in way down near. And this is why it's the head coach ranking, not the team ranking. Uh, so, Zach Taylor coming off a Super Bowl loss. Coming in at 22, Friday, that seems that low. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, but I think it's more fair, right? Because why do we accelerate the head coach just because they went to one Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, but you should because <laughs> he went to a fucking Super Bowl. You know, he yeah, should be up lots there. Lots of coaches. Mike McCarthy he, went to a Super Bowl. He, he, he should be a little bit higher than this. I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. He did just... He, he was in the freaking Super Bowl. I actually think Zach Taylor should be <clears throat> higher just because of what he's been able to accomplish with the Bengals in a number of years. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Joe Burrow does really carry that team, but the defense played excellent this season, too. Um, so I, I really don't understand why the ranking is this low. I mean, they went from worst to first in the division in, in one year. You know, you get Joe Burrow back, he's healthy, and you go from worst to first. 
I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I agree. I think he should be higher up. Uh, number 21, Todd Bowles. First year as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach coming in at 21. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Yeah. You know, he's, I he's, mean, he's the guy that everybody thought deserved a job, so let's, now he know, has it. His quarterback's kind of old. Yeah, and he's, he's a no-name, Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, no, but Julian Edelman's coming back, you know, <laughs> and, and Gronkowski. Yeah, I know, but we'll see how, how Todd Bowles uh, fares uh, in Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFC. Uh, it's not that hard in the <laughs> NFC. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> 20, Arthur Smith from the Atlanta Falcons. This is interesting. Get I, him, I would, rank him this high. Yeah, I don't get that. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, he's got who's the quarterback down there? Davis Mills. No, right. that's no, Texans. No. Yeah, uh, that's Texans. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. uh, Mariota. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see how they do. Yeah, we'll see how Smith yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nineteen. Well. Nineteen. Kevin Stefanski with the Cleveland Browns. You know that's he, see, but this is he's a better head coach than the garbage team that he fucking has to deal with and the stupid owner and the awful management and the awful stadium and the awful, awful, awfully difficult to run. Garbage franchise that is the Cleveland Browns. Is that a shot? Yep. Is that a shot? Ben? Purposely so. The literal tire fire. If a football team, if you could stack hundreds of old Michelins, Michelins are too good for Cleveland. Uh, what's a, what's a really whatever the tires are that you see mm. at the tire store that you're driving home and it says thirty nine dollars like per that are tire. Made in China, the ones that are made in China. Yeah, if you burned a thousand no, of those, that would be the Cleveland you know, Browns. A, a, a Japanese made tire is way better than that. I mean, if it's a Chinese made tire, it's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. burn. I mean, thousands of burning tires. That's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and I'll take a, about the same size shot because you know, you know, because Mike small. McCarthy's they're probably small. coming up on this. Yeah, exactly. At some point. I know, and I know he is, and he's rated <laughs> higher than he should be because I remember listening to this. Well, he's already um, ahead of Kevin Stefanski, and I, I don't think it's fair to Kevin Stefanski. No, he's a better coach, and that's than... a fall from grace because I mean he was yeah. considered one of the best coaches in the league. Now he's you know ranked on PFF at number nineteen. He can't get that. He is a better stink, coach. I mean, Cleveland. It's, it's not his fault that stink. Baker Mayfield was he was injured this season. He played injured during the season, and when you have an injured quarterback, even though he's not the greatest quarterback out there, but when your starting quarterback is injured, it's really hard to come up with good results. Yeah, and that's you know it's, it's mean, just the way it is. Yeah, I you mean know, I, Tom I think- Brady didn't play for. You know, uh, for Bruce Arians, you know, Bruce Arians, you know, he wouldn't be considered, you know, well, when he was coaching. He, he was decent uh, for, as an offensive he, he coordinator he for the Steelers, decent. decent for the Cardinals. But even decent for, for, uh, for the Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Bucks, I mean, he just had a great team. Yeah. I mean, they had a great fucking team. Yeah. I mean, you I know? watched that TV show Hoarders. Cheers. And, you know, like when, when, whenever they finally get to the, gar- the, the, uh, the, Refrigerator. I don't want to taste the nasty right now. Ooh. That's rough. That's bad. It's getting, but but, but I also like it. But now I see why she likes it because it's bad, but it's so good also. But when you when they finally get to the refrigerator that hasn't been opened in about a year and a half, and you open the refrigerator and you see what's inside the refrigerator, mm-hmm. that's the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Stefanski's too low right there. You know, it was just uh, it was unfortunate. I mean, the way he's turned around that franchise. I mean, they, they they were they were pretty close to going to the AFC Championship game just a couple of years ago. So I mean, come on. Yeah, they're talking about. They're even talking about the uh, the Browns seeking to potentially undo the trade. Uh, that won't happen. Yeah, but, no. But there's uh, number eighteen. Ron, fucking Ron Rivera. Eighteen. Ron Rivera, who should be down there around twenty six or twenty five. Yeah, I, I would. I would say, but also the same thing. You know, he I had mean, a good team and he was good. He had a bad team and he's bad. I yeah, mean, he's he, yeah. he doesn't raise a level of play for of anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, but no, no. But I'm saying, like, yeah, you know, um, 
Yeah, just doesn't have the players there, and also a, 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 a bad Ryan Fitzpatrick. Also a bad franchise, you know, a very bad franchise. I mean, just in general, all around. Um, so you're saying he put himself in that situation? I mean, he did. in a fucked up situation. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see how he, he can't how be blamed for that. We'll see how he does this season. You know, with with Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz is well. Actually, you know what? No, I want to see if he's an upgrade either. I keep forgetting about Carson Wentz. Yeah, he still has a job. He does. Uh, 17, Lovey Smith, down with the Texans, ex-Cincinnati Bengals you know head coach. You know what? He was he was the coach last season, right? Nope. No, He's okay. coming back. He Wait. was out of he was an assistant somewhere, I think. But he was he was the head coach of, the, of coach the Bengals, was. and then he he was out of the league for a minute. Then he came back as either a special assistant or assistant of some kind. Yeah, I forgot who the coach was last season for Houston. It was uh, the the colors or c- c- can't remember his name, but he was a one he was a one year yeah one hit one uh, hit wonder. Well, but I, actually, I thought he, not color. I can't remember his name, but he, actually, I thought he did a pretty good job. I thought he no, should have kept his job. No, exactly. I, I think I mean you know obviously the, their their record was terrible, but, but you I mean expected the whole them, fucking team was a train wreck. You last expect year. them to be terrible, but they went out and they played. Like a, a co- one and they got a couple wins you didn't expect last unit. year. Exactly. I mean, you know, he did a good job holding that team together when they knew they were going to suck. But and there was all the still, drama with Watson. Yeah, exactly. There was there was all that drama and everything in the air. Um, so I mean, whoever it was last year, I can't remember exactly who it was, but I mean, I, I thought he did a, a a great job on a team that was expected to be terrible, but they still performed at a better level than I expected them to play. Yeah, the two guys I think that shouldn't have been fired. I think we talked about this were were Houston, can't remember his name, and I also can't remember the guy's name in Vegas. Well, Miami. Uh, Miami. Well, yeah, he definitely shouldn't have been fired. Uh, yeah, but, well, he's part of the, the, the Steelers right are not happy. Are not unhappy to have. Um, how, why can't we remember this guy's name? <laughs> know, seriously, he's man. suing the. He's fucking on your NFL, team, man. And he's suing the NFL, he's and he's team. on the news every day. Like, how do I not know this guy's name? He's on your team. Uh, but okay, but he shouldn't have been we'll fired. We'll find it. We'll find that name. He shouldn't have been fired. But uh, also the coach, the, the interim coach after Gruden got fired. Yeah, exactly. Should not have been fired. Okay, now we. Uh, yeah, I know. What's his face? I forget. I forget his name. But uh, I, uh, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Yes, Brian. I knew, I knew my brain would. Work Brian out. Flores should not. I mean, there's a lot of Miami fans that thought that was a stupid move getting rid of Brian Flores. I thought it was a stupid fucking move yeah, for getting was. rid of Brian Flores. I mean, come on. The team started horribly. The dude wins like seven straight games. Almost gets you into. Were they in the playoffs or they almost made it to the they playoffs? They almost made it. Almost made it to the playoffs. You know, I mean, you have Tungo Vailoa. And, and the coach was trying to prevent them from getting into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the owner was the trying owner, to prevent yeah. them from getting into the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, that, that made absolutely no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that what's his name in, in, in Vegas should have had a job. Uh, uh, he is, I think that team rallied and, and, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of drama with Gruden. And I think that team played pretty well for him. Yeah. I mean, and Josh McDaniels already had this opportunity once yeah. and blew it miserably in Denver. Oh, uh, uh, well, I mean, he was set to be the coach. Oh, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And, and then, then he pulled it back. Yeah. yeah. And he quit on him. What and then dick. He, he stunk it up when he what went to Denver. Like, I would never give that guy a chance. Yeah. Uh, that would, That's a weird one. Sean McDermott coming in at 16. I think that's stupid. I think he, well, uh, intellectually, I think he's got a couple wires that are connected. Yeah. No, I mean, Sean, Mc, Sean McDermott, I mean, he was he was an okay defensive coordinator for the Eagles, not the greatest. But I mean, you know, what he's done so far with the Bills and turning around that franchise and. And they love know, him in that and, city. And, and, and. I mean, thirteen seconds away. I mean, thir- I mean, it's not his fault. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's it is what it is. But I mean, they should have been in the AFC Championship game. But you know what? Oh, for sure. I mean, you get a young Roethlisberger, you get a young Patrick Mahomes, you got to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifteen. Doug Peterson coming out of retirement, short retirement, but coming out of retirement and going to Jacksonville, coming in at fifteen, Franny. I you know I think that's a little high because he hasn't really proven himself there. I mean, obviously, what the Eagles did win a Super Bowl. 
always respect him for that. Always will love yeah, him for that. He just won a Super Bowl. You no, just said that. it was a big deal. At, what's his? The, 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 whoever I know, it was. but it's, 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 I want to see how he performs. Zach with, Taylor, maybe he should be like number three because he went to see, a Super Bowl. That was a deep team. That was a deep Eagles team. I, you know, I want to see how he does with Jacksonville. This is a little high deep for Eagles somebody. Team. Yeah, your quarterback's really going on to thrive <laughs> after that. Nick but Foles team, has been lighting the world the on fire. The team itself, the team <laughs> itself was, it, it was a deep team. Uh, but, you know, for Doug Peterson to be ranked higher than Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott or even, even you know, some of these other dudes, I, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. That's why I like, I, that's why I like PFF, because it's all based on data. Uh, number 14, Nick Sirianni, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's appropriate. His offensive rank is 14 of 26, and his defensive rank is 13 of 26. Yeah, just listen to the fans, Sirianni. Just listen to the fucking fans, all right? That's what you like want. You, you want to poll? Yeah, you, no, you exactly. Want, you want the, this they said the, run the, the, the arena the, football if, league. If, if, he, actually, if he actually ran the ball for the first six weeks, we'd have Wait, a better record. you think record. this is a good ranking? You think he, does, he should be above Sean McDermott? Maybe no, okay, no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you're saying something positive about the Eagles, so I'm just trying yeah, to wrap, no, no, but I'm trying saying. to wrap my head around it. He 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 did a he did a decent job with the team that he had assembled, and and you know if he just listened to the fans and he ran the ball for those first six weeks, maybe they would have a better record. Yeah, maybe they'd have a an art bag uh, art core. Yeah, I maybe. mean it is a, that's actually a fan like the actually fans vote on. Oh really? How to what what to make? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, thirteen. Uh, these are the top tier coaches from oh, tier two. One. 13, Mike Tomlin. One spot above Nick Sirianni, Ben. How do you feel about that? Uh, Mike Tomlin, 13 of 26, offensive rank, 5 of 26, defensive rank. I, I think I think it's too high. Really? Uh, oh, uh, the, really? and the only reason I say that is because I think that if he had a better grasp of the offense, I think this team, I think if he put the same coaching ability, uh, and I, uh, as, a, as a head coach, as a manager of people, I think he's Want the best are in the top three in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Easy. Uh, my only concern is 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 I don't think he puts as much effort into the offense as he puts into the defense. And I don't and I don't know that there's enough hours in the day to do that. But my only concern with Mike Tomlin it's always been his his involvement in the offense because we've had a, a steady stream of pretty shitty offensive coordinators come through there with Feekner and Haley and. I mean, we have. I don't know that we've had a good defensive coordinator since uh, Bruce Arians left. Wisenhunt was not great. Haley, Feekner. Now we got Canada. Uh, so I think if you're going to hire mediocre offensive coordinators, you have to have a, a better handle on the offense. Mm-hmm. So, but I love. I mean, obviously, I love Mike Tomlin. Given all the other names on this list, so far there isn't anybody that any coach that's been on this list that I would rather have than Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And happy birthday to Nick Sirianni. It was, I think it was yesterday. What was he, like 33? <laughs> he's, he's young. <laughs> he's a young dude. He's a young dude. Uh, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what did I do with my life? I'm not an NFL head coach. I'm 38, <laughs> I'm 38 years old. I should old. be a head coach. I'm 38 years old. I should have already been the coach of two teams already. Yeah, exactly. You should be already retired. I should be, yeah. You should be. Yeah. You're already five years older than Cam Newton. I, what I'm, have you I'm, done I'm, with I'm, your I'm, life? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you, you have a... Yeah, you're actually... Five years older than Cam Newton. What a loser, huh? Yeah, you, should, you could have I at mean, least played quarterback for the Panthers. I, I, yeah. Everybody else has. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, number twelve. I mean, you're you're up there. You're up there with Philip Rivers yeah. and and Tom yeah. Brady and uh, Drew Brees. I'm ben. older than any. I mean, all you of should those be. Guys. You should be in the booth right now with Troy Aikman. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I should definitely be on Amazon.com you or should. Amazon Prime before fucking Richard Sherman and Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah. I'm better than either one of those yeah. two guys. That's I want I want sure. I want more to keep the lead. 
I don't yeah. know. I want more to keep to leave. Well, I think he probably will be on CBS because they lost half their uh, everybody I hope so, else. Man. I love this that guy. Yeah, they lost at least something some more in- I mean, even Ryan Clark isn't bad. I mean, bring somebody in there that like has something interesting to say. Yeah. That that's a little bit more lively. Number twelve, Brandon Staley. Uh you know, I, 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 I think he did make some he he, strange no, he does make some bonehead. He has a good team. He has a good build. He has, he, has, he he should have made the playoffs this past season. Uh, especially with, especially go for with it a little, he, a little too much. Than he should. A yeah. little too much. Yeah, he does make some boneheaded mistakes out there with some play calling that that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you're playing it's Madden, if gambling. you're playing PS5 and it's Madden and you make those calls, that's fine against your buddy. But in the NFL, some of those calls don't work. So maybe less of the PS5 play calling or Madden play calling for PS5 and just, you know, be a regular, you know, level-headed coach out there sometimes. You know, it, it doesn't make sense, some of the shit that he's done. Yeah, exactly. And coming up at number 11, Sean McVay, Franny. Uh, it should be higher. Why do you say that? Uh, I mean, he's changed the culture in the league. I mean, ever since he's come into the league, a, the lot, a lot of these teams have chosen these younger guys um, that have these newer ideas. We always talk about these retreads. These newer ideas. We, we, we always talk about these retreads, the guys that have been around, like Ron Rivera, who's been around the league. You know, he's, 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 uh, he's been around the block a few times, man. You know, like yeah, a lot of these guys, same have block. Been, a lot of these guys have been around the block, you know, with Sean McVay, new ideas, young guy, Super Bowl championship, Super Bowl championship, you know, been to well, a couple of Super Bowl appearances. And a lot of these teams, like with Nick Sirianni coming in, young guy, uh, with, um, in in Green Bay, uh, what's his face? Uh, Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Cliff and Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. You know, a lot of these young guys coming in. Matt Rule is also not that old either. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these teams after after the Rams chose Sean McVay to be their head coach, a lot of these teams are going out and doing the same exact thing. And uh, I mean, he's he's found a lot of success success with uh, with the Rams. And I, I, you know, I think he should be he should be uh, rated a little bit higher than this, especially with what he's done so far. Yeah. In such a short period of time. I don't like it, but I agree. Uh, number 10, Mike McCarthy. Number 10, Mike McCarthy. Number let, me put 10. That shot, let, me, let me put that shot glass in front of me right now. Offensive rank this 5 of 26. Is, defensive rank 25 of 26. So he's the fucking dude, worst in the defensive rank. This dude couldn't win more than one Super Bowl with one of the best quarterbacks ever. Well, he is a choke artist. I mean, you, you not, can't. Not McCarthy. <clears throat> Excuse me, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay, no, no, he's not, all right? It was, it was, Aaron Rodgers is a choke artist. Mike McCarthy is not that good, all right? Mike McCarthy is not that good, and I love the fact that the Dallas Cowboys thinks think he is good. Well, PFF thinks he's good. Yeah, PFF. Fuck PFF. <laughs> <laughs> fuck PFF. Is that a shot? <laughs> Wait, I have to do a small one. Small yeah, one, I know. I'm one. doing a small one. Don't worry, <clears throat> man. I'm, don't, don't worry, man. Don't, Excuse don't, me. Don't. I'm... Uh... I'm uh, I got a lot of phlegm. Phlegm. You got a lot of a JJ going on over I got, there. I got just a, a little one, please. <laughs> just get a small uh, shot. Uh, what was that? Ah, a spider. Uh-huh. Hey, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. Uh, I don't like insects. All right, Ben. Uh-huh. I don't like them. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's that's a high ranking for Mike McCarthy. It's fair. No, he should be like twenty. I mean, I mean, come on! Like he's number ten. He's playing in. I mean, he's coaching in the worst division in football, basically. In the worst division in football in the worst conference in, in football history. <laughs> oh, come on! Yeah. It's pretty Wait, bad. Who, who won last? Who won last Super Bowl? The man? NFC is like the AFL Wait, was who, who when won? Joe Namath won the Super Bowl. Who won? That's how last, fucking bad the who NFC won last is. Last season. Well, yeah, the Jets. The Jets were the one good team in the AFL when they when they merged to become the AFC. The the, the, the NFC. You've got the Cowboys. The Bucks, 
Not even the Cowboys. The Bucks and the fucking Rams and everybody else is garbage. Uh, There's nobody in the North. There's nobody in the North or in Green Bay is going to be good. Oh, my God. Really? You have Aaron Rodgers there. They'd be good no matter what. What, with Lazard and... Who the, <laughs> the fuck lizard? Is he, who is he throwing the ball to this year? Here, cheers, 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 cheers. All right, cheers, cheers. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball to. He's gonna make those guys look like studs. It doesn't matter. <sighs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you you think, got, I, think you reti- I think about retirement every day. You still have San Francisco. Do some fucking yoga and get better at not choking. <laughs> you still got San Francisco. You got the Rams. You don't know what to expect from. Oh yeah, Trey Lance. That's gonna be a big. That's gonna be wonderful. From Arizona, you don't know what to expect from them. I know what to expect from Arizona. <laughs> Screen passes. I mean, you don't know and, to, what to expect and goes from the Eagles. Uh, well, that's true. The Eagles are good. They're they're we'll see. Their defense we'll is see. outstanding. Let's do this shot. Cheers. This gross ass shot. It's funny because I look forward to it and then I like it, but I also don't like it. It's weird, right? I like it, but I don't like it. It's weird. Ah. All right, number nine, Frank Reich. A little high. Indianapolis Colts. A little high. A little high. Super Bowl winning coach. No, I mean, well, he's not a Super Bowl winning coach. He was on he's a, a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl winning, winning assistant coach. Team. Uh, offensive <laughs> coordinator. Yeah, but, you know, he, he he's done a decent job so far uh, with the team. And that team was um, bad last year. They, that, that, their, defense, that was, that was, their defense is actually got Carson decent, Wentz. That's immediate you know, handicap point. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when, when, you know, when you have a quarterback that's making um, stupid decisions game after game like Carson Wentz does it, it is difficult to win especially when it's a in must the, win game quite possibly the biggest meltdown at the end of a season yeah. in a yeah. long time against Jacksonville of all teams and all they had to do was win yeah. they didn't even they weren't even relying on anybody else no and the Steelers much, yeah. made the playoffs because of it but yeah thank god all they had to do was beat the Jaguars mm-hmm. number 8 front eight, Mike Vrabel of the one the once powerful Tennessee Titans uh, you know, I don't, I don't disagree with that ranking. You know, I, I like Vrabel. He's, he's, I don't want to like him, but I think he's one of the few good coaches to come out of Bill Belichick's. Staff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's done a good job with uh, with Tennessee. I mean, ever ever since he's been there, I think his first season, maybe they didn't make the playoffs, but ever since then, I think they've made the playoffs ever since. So, you know, with Tannehill as your starting quarterback to be number one in the AFC, as it's impressive. I agree. I agree. Number seven, Kyle Shanahan. Completely agree. Niners. Agree. Yeah, well, what he's able to do with a pretty yeah. average roster, yeah. most of the time. Yeah, he 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 probably should be number one. Actually, yeah. I mean, because he does a he lot the with most. what he's got on that team. He's, he gets the most out of his guys. It doesn't matter who the running back is; they're, <laughs> they're going to be great. You know, his schemes. I mean, with with Jimmy G as your quarterback, and to still be able to make it. You know, he made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, he was in the NFC Championship game. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, he was is, a, it is. He had a lead. It, it, exactly, it is, and he had a lead in the Super Bowl too. Uh, you know, a lot of people blame him for you know, sort of that meltdown, being up ten in both those games in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it, it is what it is, but to be in that position with the players that you have is still pretty impressive. I agree. I agree. Should be higher, actually. Mm-hmm. Number six, Matt LaFleur. Better than Matt LaFleur. He's better than Matt LaFleur. Oh, yeah. He's Way better. better than Matt LaFleur. I wonder LaFleur. how Matt LaFleur would be as a as a coach without without. If he, was in, if he was in San Francisco. If he had Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. If, if he was in San Francisco and Shanahan is in Green Bay, you know, Shanahan might have a Super Bowl. That, that's true. Yeah. Although he might not have Aaron Rodgers because uh, he doesn't like running the ball quite that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true that. Number five, Pete Carroll. Above all these guys. That's interesting. Well, the numbers don't lie. 
Is offensive ranked 12 out of, th- out of 26. Defensive ranked 3 out of 26. Mm. As a head coach. Yeah. I, I, I like Pete Carroll. I, and I personally, and I, I, the thing I appreciate is he doesn't let players push him around. Russell Wilson ain't there. Bobby Wagner ain't there. I think it's Richard Sherman ain't I mean, there. You know, like earlier in his career when they were, you know, a better team, you know, but last year, you know, they, I mean, even the year before that, they weren't that great. Um, yeah. I mean, he had, he had, he had right ain't there. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of talent on the team, but as the talent dissipated, it, it showed, you know, he like he's, he's, he's not doing what Shanahan is doing in San Francisco. I mean, when Pete Carroll's have good players, he's not a very good coach. With USC, uh, that's why I'm really rooting with for him USC. This year. Really he had good college players with USC, and they performed well. Yeah, I mean, but, he handled the payroll. I mean, he had ADP doing the payroll, and you know, <laughs> made sure the players got what they needed to, to come exactly. play. Yeah, USC. Yeah. <laughs> you want an Escalade? Wait, you guys are gonna lose your eligibility for five years? I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I am out of here. Reggie, Reggie, who? I'm out. I'm going to Seattle. <laughs> Reggie Bush. Don't know that name. Don't yeah, never, I don't, never, 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 never met the guy in my life. Uh, 10 Freeway, you say? No, I, I, I never heard of it. Nert? <laughs> I don't know. Matt. Uh, the only freeway I know is the five. His name Bill? Bill Leiner? <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him. Number four, Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe just for putting up with that. Uh, now, this, he should be way lower. That's, uh, that should be a lower ranking for, you know, I mean, I, obviously, you know, he, his record is, but, but it's like, it's, it's, it's when it matters most. He fails. You know, it's like you start the season well and then you try to, you know, remain number one in the NFC and you just fall off a cliff. Yep. Like late in the season. That's that's not what you want to see from your head coach no. or from your team in general. But your head coach, you know, you, that, 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 that that just shouldn't happen. Yeah. And, and he's I'm, done it I'm, multiple, not, I'm not a big fan. He's personally. done it multiple times already where it's like yeah. you start really well and then you, just, you know, the, 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 the team just falls apart towards the end. And that's that's not good coaching right there. Exactly. Number three, the top tier, <clears throat> Andy Reid. Number three. Yep. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I would put him probably number two. I mean, top top five. I mean, top five. Yeah, just in general. I mean, you know, obviously, I wouldn't. His only issue I wouldn't, is I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have Cliff on... Kingsbury and Pete Carroll in my top five, but you know, Andy Reid would be my top five for because sure. Because I would. This, this is the Tomlin situation, right? Yeah. Andy Reid always ensures, well, not always, but usually ensures he has someone coordinating his defense that is a high-level, smart, experienced, competent coordinator because he's not going to be dealing with the defense as much because he's he's calling plays on offense. He's spending the majority of his time with the offense, so he always makes sure, well, usually, that he has a really good defensive coordinator. That's where Mike Tomlin, I think, could learn from Andy Reid and not hire nit dimwits like Todd Haley, not hire Randy Feekner, not hire Matt Canada, uh, and bring in somebody who really knows what they're doing on offense. Number two, John Harbaugh. That pains me to say it, but I agree. Yeah, I, I also agree. I mean, John Harbaugh, ever since he's coming to the league, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens have been, you know, they've, they've been tops in the AFC ever ever since he's been there. So I, 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 I really can't argue that. I mean, top, top three, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, they compete year in and year yeah. out, yeah. regardless of the roster. Regardless of the injuries, mm-hmm. regardless of the quarterback, they're they're always they're always right up there. Yeah, defense uh, is competing. always solid. Yeah, I mean drafts are always great. Very simple drafts, but always very well done drafts. Number one, Bill Belichick, still number one on top of the heap. Ronnie, what say you? 
Uh, I mean, it's almost like a cop out. You know, like you're saying he's not good. He's no, the first no, in what, the defensive rank. He's the first in the offensive rank. What 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 has he done since Tom Brady left? Uh, put to, rebuilt a team that was left for dead by Tom And Brady. what have they done? He left it, it left a deer carcass on Brady the side done? of the road. What has Tom Brady done since he left? Uh carried Bruce Arians to the <laughs> Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh so I mean, you know, Bill Belichick, I mean, I, I would I would have either Harbaugh or Reed above Belichick right now. Right now, yeah, yeah. I would too. Uh, because last year was a little bit of a disappointment, even with yeah. Mac Jones. Perform uh, well. And as general manager, I think if you're going to be the general manager and also be the head coach, you, the, the your, your skills as a GM have to also weigh into your grade as a head coach. And Bill Belichick, with all due respect, is not a particularly good GM. He just not. Yeah, no. All right, Franny, that's it for the NFL news. Yeah. Fuck it was it was long. It was a long one. Yeah, that was really long. Uh hour and a half because oh, of wow. you talking. Uh, <laughs> What's next on the big board? Uh, next up, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. You take it? You got it. All right. Thank you all to our loyal listeners and anyone out there that's listening for the first time as well as folks that have been listening for a long time. We truly appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for taking the time. To listen to the show. Since 2018, we've been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstagoal.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review the show. How many stars, Ronnie? Five stars, Ben. Hit that five star review. We truly appreciate it. Tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person. Somebody just at Western Bagel. Yeah, somebody at Western Bagel, somebody at Sprouts, Ralph's, not at Super King. Nah, I've been. On the crapper all week since <laughs> I decided to shop at Super King last week instead of instead of going to my normal grocery store. Uh, good for the colon, uh, maybe not good for the podcast. Uh, check us out on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music, as well as every other podcatcher in the universe. You can get us on Twitter at Goal Thirst and on Instagram at Thirst and Friday. What sticks about a big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our feel good story. Are we already at the feel good story already portion there. of the show? Already there. Let me get on my phone. Friday's like, are we already, are we already there? It's This week we have Kayvon or Kayvon Thibodeau. It's customary for players who want a teammate's jersey number to have to cough up a pretty penny. But for Giants, the G-men, rookie Kayvon Thibodeau, he was asked to make a donation to, to a special cause if he wanted his number five jersey in New York. And he did just that. Thibodeau, who wore number five at Oregon, was selected with the number five pick in this year's NFL draft. But kicker Graham Gano already had the jersey number. But he worked out a deal for the jersey, and Thibodeau followed through. He donated $50,000 to Puppies Behind Bars, which provides service dogs for wounded war veterans and first responders, in addition to explosive detection canines for law enforcement. When he said he was willing to give that to me, that number five, I can be number nine, and maybe in 10 to 15 years when he retires and I'm still kicking, I can get number five back, Gano told <laughs> Giants.com. The opportunity to give something is exciting, and the number is obviously very special to Kayvon. While it is special to me as well, there's a whole lot of meaning in that number five to him. I just wanted to be a good teammate and also be able to support others throughout the whole process. Gano comes from a military family, and the organization is special to him. I feel like it was there. It was it was where the money that Kayvon was donating would be able to make the largest impact and help the most people 
throughout him giving that money, Gano said. The whole idea behind the number five being special to myself and being special to Kayvon was being able to help five people get the five dogs and be able to make an impact of five people's lives for the better. That was the whole goal behind that. And he's really excited about it. So $10,000 per dog mm-hmm. gets five dogs for five veterans or five uh, canine units at, uh, at for law enforcement. I really like the story yeah. uh, because, you know, it sort of acknowledges what Peyton Manning said, you know, fucking kicker, like a fucking kicker. Like, I think he realizes like, I mean, he's been playing in the league for a long time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, but I'm still just time. a kicker. So this rookie position player is still more important than I am. So I'm going to give this you number. Know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm not, I love the, I love the way that they went about it and, but it and, seems and, fun. and, and, and donating, and well and donating money uh, to a good cause. But Ben, if, if, if you, you want my number? were in the league for 10, 15 years and you wore the same number for all those years, would you give it up to a rookie? If I was a kicker, probably. I wouldn't. Or a punter. I wouldn't. I think I would acknowledge my my small I mean, the way they went about this, great. role on the team, especially if you're, I mean, especially for the Giants. Like, if I was kicking field goals for a, for a team that, like, if I was fucking Vinatieri <laughs> or Guskowski, I'd be like, no, you ain't getting my number. I won Super Bowls, <laughs> motherfucker. We won three Super Bowls by three points. I'm keeping a number. But if, yeah. I'm, Graham, if I'm Graham Gano and I'm, like, kicking for Carolina and fucking Giants, I'd probably give it up. Eh, you know what? Like fuck you, bro. <laughs> You're gonna keep the or, or maybe you want a bigger okay. donation. Okay. No, well, I wouldn't. I would. I, no, no. I mean, I, I like. I like the way Graham Gano went about his business in this case. But if I've been in the league for all those years and you're an unproven talent, no, you're not getting my number. I'm sorry. You create the strife on the team. N- no. Yes. No, how is that strife? Who's you're this just kid? a kicker? Who's this kid? Who's this, this kid? This kid's coming gonna. In? This kid's gonna play 50 snaps a game. Maybe. You're gonna, maybe, play, you're gonna play five snaps. Yeah, a but game. <laughs> important important snaps. If it's a game winning field goal or a game winning extra point, I guess that's true. Yeah, I'd give it up. Yeah, I don't know because I have self awareness. I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah, I'd give it up. Yeah, nah. I mean, Graham Gano is good too. I know. I know. He's, he's been in the league forever. There's yeah. a reason why he's been there forever. There's. I mean, this kid's unproven. Nobody knows what how how. But he, he sacrificed perform. his number to help the dogs. No, that's help, good. That's help. good. I you know I appreciate that. You know, like I said, like you know, he the could way- have said, you know, give me a a five percent stake in ten strip clubs, but he said, no, I want, I want to help the dog. Yeah, well, he's not Robert Kraft. But <laughs> he's, <I> mean, not, <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but <laughs> give uh, me ten massage parlors, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, but- give me uh, thirty-two, mas- thirty-one <laughs> massage parlors, <laughs> one in each NFL city that's not this one. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I would give up my number that easily, especially being in the league that long. All right. Agree to disagree? Yeah. Finally, I have a segment that I'm working on where it's, uh, uh, we're each going to, and tell me what you think about this, Uh where we're each going to make a a statement about something in the league um, that we are forcing the other person to disagree with. In other words, I make a statement, you make a statement, and you have to disagree with it. You have to like state Like, no matter 100%. Your, yeah, you have to state like, your case. Like, even if I don't disagree with it, I have to disagree with it. It's going to be things that you agree with. <laughs> but you have to argue your case against the things that, on purpose, and you have to mean it. Okay. I mean, I'll give it a shot. But, yeah, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers is, you know. The best quarterback A choke, you ever. know, chokes and, and is not a particularly good quarterback. or Some shit like that. And, and then have you have to that? argue, and you have to... You, and you have, like, I will say Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league, and you have to disagree with it. 
cannot. But you're going to have to. It goes against uh, it goes against the grain. And if, and and if you weren't doing do it satisfactorily, you have to take a shot. Man, we're gonna get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only one I have right now is uh, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> it was harder yeah. to come up with things than yeah. I thought. I let's thought move, it would be let's, easy. Let's, let's move on. Because <laughs> I don't believe it. Should we take a quick, uh, quick bathroom break before oh. we get on to the next segment, Ben? Another bathroom break. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's uh, we're into the podcast, but now we're going to app in. All right. Know. All right. Okay. A quick potty break, Ben. All right. One quick break, and we'll be right back. What's next after we come back from the break? Uh, next up, Ben, is my hot take. All right. Yeah. Your yeah. hot take and then the drinking portion. That's right. All right. We'll be right back with Friday's hot take. All right, Ben, and we are back with our hot take. Your hot take. Is our, it, our, is it our, hot? Is it cold? You know what? You know, we were, we were kind of talking about it earlier um, with the uh, the quarterback situation in Washington, Ben. And, you know, Carson Wentz was uh, was picked up from the Colts. Nobody wants him. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's become uh, sort of uh, garbage. Right, <laughs> worse like, than garbage. I mean, he's injured often. Even Frank Wright can't fix that car. Uh, uh, no, no. But um, you know, my hot take, Ben, is Tyler Heineke will take over as the quarterback midway through the season. Ooh, that is a hot take. I, I think that will happen. I think Carson Wentz will uh will shit the bed in Commanderland. And Heineke will take over because I never really had anything against Heineke to begin with. I'm not even sure why they went out and got Carson Wentz. I thought Heineke Ron Rivera was, is not Sean was good enough. I mean, I don't I don't think Carson Wentz is that much of an upgrade right now in his career. That much of an upgrade? I mean, you're, you're conceding or, 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 that he or, is or, an upgrade or any upgrade whatsoever with what's going on between his ears. I mean, he has gotten progressively worse. From that 2017 season with the Eagles, he has never been the same, and I don't see him improving in any way with the Commanders. I mean, we saw how he melted down, uh, you know, against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a must-win game to make the playoffs. Yeah, it was like you seeing and, a spider in the end zone. You know, what do you expect to happen? I mean, it's like, you know, for the Commanders, I see him starting the season, but I don't see him finishing the season in Washington, that's my hot take. Heineke takes over as the quarterback because he's just smarter between the ears and he's just a harder worker than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz likes to talk big, but he doesn't really show up in games that matter. Yeah. Whereas Heineke, he he tries his best. Yeah, I you mean, know? even this week, Heineke, they asked him about it and he said, you know, uh, Carson Wentz makes $30 million and I make whatever I make, whatever he makes. You know, yeah. He's just three quarters hard... of a million. He said, I understand it's, a, you know, they're going to start him. But I'm just happy to have an opportunity. Yeah, but and like, which is already more than Carson Wentz would yeah, ever say. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz is going to talk about Jesus, and he's going to talk about you know, I don't know uh, how uh, how much of a team player he is until he's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because the the Bible study with Frank Reich didn't do it. No. So clearly, winning football games is more important to to Frank Reich than uh, than Bible study. He he made that clear. Well, because they did, they went to the same Bible studies together, and they. You know, oh, did I, I thought you were speaking. Yeah, they okay, did. Okay. They did. 
Like he tried everything to try to save Carson Wentz. Like yeah, literally yeah, save him. I, I, like, I'm I think not sure. he baptized him in a river. I'm not sure right now what can save Carson Wentz. I mean, he's he's, he's retirement. <laughs> therapy. Yeah, but I mean he needs something. He needs some sort of therapy. I mean he's 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 physically gifted, you know, just in in general. I mean, the, the, I, you know, I, I like the way the guy plays football in the physical manner but not the mental way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I love the I love the fact that you're giving up your body. You're trying your hardest, but man, like some of those, some of those, uh, uh, bone from your own end zone mistakes that he makes. I, especially in the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, game, I think he's what through two or three interceptions in that game. Yeah, one was a pick six from his own goal game. Line. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, it was the game, gonna, I think it was the game winning TD came as on a pick six from his own end zone. Yeah, and if, if Frank Wright can save him, Ron no. Rivera definitely will save him. No, I mean, if Frank Wright, I mean, he, you know, he worked with him in, in Philly, so clearly he saw something that was worth salvaging both personally and professionally because if personally he didn't think he could help the team i don't think he would have brought him in yeah so he saw something back in those 2016 17 seasons Mm -hmm. that you know i don't even know if he was there in 16 uh but he 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 saw something and he and he he got to know him on a personal level and bringing him back you know i I, i'd have to i i i it, it it kind of leads me to believe that that Carson Wentz, whatever issues he's he has or had, have gotten worse over the years, not better. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the number of years he's in the league, he's sort of a reverse Ryan Leaf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's going to go out of the league screaming at a reporter in the locker room, like berating them nonsensically, and then end up coaching a team in Texas and then getting fired from that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really see him as much of an improvement at all. If any, I don't think, I think it was a, I think it was a silly move by the commander. Yeah. It was desperate. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd just rather wait another year and draft somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Heineke, if he performs poorly, you know, this quarterback's coming out next year, you can always trade up and draft somebody. You have draft picks. Uh, I'll, I'll just, I mean, I, I mean, even talking about the head coaches, right? I mean, the head coach in, in uh, the Texans and then the head coach in Vegas, like one season, they're like, well, we even though you guys performed admirably, we we, we don't know who you are, so we're just going to dump you. Mm-hmm. But with uh, but people who you see perform at a high level, even for a short period of time, like Carson Wentz, you will get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And it's, it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm a general manager in the league and I see, you know, the, the, the trajectory that this guy's career has taken, I would never, ever bring him over. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't understand why. You yeah. Know, like, uh, because they, because of that 2017 season. Yeah. And because some of the other flashes of really high level quarterback talent that took place in, you know, his, his relatively short career. Uh, sorry, my our 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 third podcast host is out here wrangling our dogs in for treat time. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think Heineke. I, I don't even think it'll take till till midway through the season. It might only because Ron Rivera is bad at his job. Yeah, a, a good head coach, it wouldn't even take that long. Yeah, but I mean, now watch him go out and go fifteen or two. You know, with, with, <laughs> with, with what Heineke has done, league. I mean, Heineke worked his ass off. You know, to 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 be in that starting role, that starting position. Uh, you know, he he doesn't have. Maybe some the talent that some of the other guys have, but man, this guy works his ass off more so than Carson oh, Wentz yeah. works his ass off. Oh yeah, 
For sure. So, I mean, Carson Wentz thinks he's great. He needs to work his head off. He thinks he's great, but he doesn't play great. Whereas Heineke, he doesn't have all the talent, but he tries his best. And and that's what yeah. you want to see. Like he he really wants to win football games. Oh, for sure. And he goes that he goes to the locker. He he. I mean, they I mean, they showed his like his off season workout routine. This guy, he I don't know I don't know how many like extra pounds of muscle this guy put on just to get into that position, that mindset. And and I mean, you don't see that from Carson Wentz. No, I mean, you see how Carson Wentz plays football. That, that's yeah, just, that's he came a, in, he slimmed down a little bit, allegedly hit the gym a little bit this off season, but. I yeah, know. and then I there's mean, those injury issues that he has and all that. I mean, you know, I don't think it's going to take an injury to knock him out of the start position. I think it's just going to take his brain to knock him out. Yeah, I mean, first two guys on on uh, on quarterback island, Cam Newton, Carson Wentz. Those are the first yeah. two con- contestants. Only one quarterback can get off the island and get another starting job. And so far, the two contestants I'm going to start with are, are, are uh, Cam Newton and Carson Wentz. Yeah. I'm sure there are others I can't think of right now, but maybe we'll have to build our quarterback yeah, island. That's that's my take, though, man. It's about taking it's actually uh, you know, it's not too unbelievable, actually. Exactly. We forgot our sound effect. Oh, for... that's right, that's right, that's right. We forgot about that. Yes, Ben, and and actually, why do I like that sound effect more than you? No, well, well, I mean, it it, it definitely brings back memories. Like I said, I cried like a little baby when that happened. But uh, you know, the World Cup, Ben, is set. It's set. You guys are in second place. I heard in in the in the bracket. Oh no, that's just uh, that's Nations League. That's just, I mean, that's I mean, we you know we uh, we beat France one nothing in Nations League. What's that like? The Warsaw Pact. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's it's like uh, different tiers. It's like you have the 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 you know the the A the 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 A teams and the B teams, the C teams and the D teams. You know, and 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 you know, Croatia's up there with the A teams, and you got the B teams, which are like the Ukraines and the the Serbias, and uh, I don't know if Wales is there too, or you know, whatever it is. Wait, Wales is still a country? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. Wow. I know that Wales is a country. Wow. I know that Wales ben. is a country. Uh, but yeah, I mean the the World Cup is set. All the teams uh, are in now. I think uh, Australia knocked off Peru, and I believe Costa Rica knocked somebody off too. So they're also in. And there might have been uh, another team. Was it? Uh, I think New Zealand actually lost. But yeah, the World Cup is set to go. Ben, I'm looking forward waiting, to it. Yeah, well, that's all the way in November though, because it's in it's in the middle of the desert, and so it has to be in November. That's unfortunate <laughs> because I would I, I wish it was happening it in be the off season right now. Right actually, now, then we would be covering be it right now. We would be co- and we will cover it then. Yeah, uh, but it would be nice actually to to cover it in real time. Well, now that we have more time to cover it than we do in the middle of the football season, but we will cover it. I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to watch it. That's right. That's right. I cannot wait to watch that. I mean, you know, uh, you know Croatia's... Uh, they look good. They've, I mean, you know, they, they lost that first game in the Nations League. It's, they're almost like friendlies, but they're, they're, there's a little more meaning behind them now because they made it sort of a tournament. Um, but uh, they, they, they put themselves in a position where they could be, you know, one of the top four teams in the Nations League. They're one of the top four teams in Europe, uh, vying yeah. for that, you know, it's not the, it's like, it's not like the Euro Cup or anything like that. Which yeah, but I for would, the fans, there are no friendlies. Uh, there are. <laughs> just like I when, went to the game just in LA. Like, That's just it. Like, I never, uh, I'll never go to another. I'll never go like to another the, soccer when, game. When again. the when the U.S. plays uh, uh, Grenada or Granada or whatever, like what, what Grenada, tiny little, uh, Grenada, uh, tiny little Grenada. island. It's, Gren- not a, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a Chevy <laughs> from the seventies. 
<laughs> no, but I'm saying like you know, like those games don't have as 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 much meaning, but it's great for the players, and you find those uh, those hidden gems almost the ones that you don't. Uh, they're they're sort of on the cusp. Maybe they're starters, maybe they're bench players, and you know that, that's kind of what the Nations League is uh, for the European teams too. But there's a little more meaning behind them because of seeding and all that stuff for you know future tournaments. Oh, agreed, agreed. I just went to the friendly match in Mexico and Croatia and L.A. and you know Mexico lost to Croatia's second string players and they wanted to beat me up in the bathroom. Actually, so, Croatia's third string players. In third, that game. So I was like, okay, all right, this is not this yeah. is not fun for me. But, I mean, the not Mexican, fun for me. The Mexican team. Like actually, you should be looking at your team. Why are you mad at Why are you mad at the no, guy wearing the Croatia? jersey you just lost there's but a reason the, you uh, haven't won a world that, cup that's been, ever. that's been a few years now <laughs> but the you know the, the mexican team though actually they're not performing that well i mean, I mean they're I, this, performing this, as they normally perform this, in big this tournaments is, uh this is uh, probably one of the worst teams in the last i would, I would say at least 10 15 years this is it's not a, a great team but you know um well the fans don't give me any reason to like that team that's all i can say <laughs> i spent an entire afternoon and I, I will not be rooting for that particular team. No, I mean the country, yes. The fans, no. Eh, you know, you know, um, uh, it, it wasn't the greatest atmosphere, I guess, right? No, yeah. it was not for a friendly. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't need to get beer thrown on me from the upper deck. Uh, in a match that literally means nothing. See, there's a reason why I didn't go to that game. Uh, well, I, that, that's that's that, that's the reason I'm not going to be rooting for that particular team. Not, I love the country. But those fans do not deserve to have a team that wins anything. Yeah, they're passionate. You know, we can do. The passionate is screaming and yelling and cheering and booing. It's not threatening to kill people in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Over a meaningless game. Yeah. yeah. Over like a literal preseason game. But the World Cup is stepping. Yeah. And I'm happy <laughs> for the preseason. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Croatia's going all the way this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're going all the way. Or Ivory Coast. They, they've, 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 wait, didn't uh, I pick like uh, what? I can't remember. No, I, pick, I, think I picked it was a, like uh, Morocco or something yeah. that you chose. Or so, I don't know. Like some. I, I think Morocco's going to have a run this year. Morocco, just, which is probably like you know one of the 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 worst teams in. in yeah, but they're in. They're yeah, they're in. Yeah. Well, they can't be one of the worst teams in the world if they're no, in they're not, the World Cup. But in the World Cup, out of the thirty-two teams, they're not top. No, they're not. But yeah, you watch. No, yeah, yeah, you heard yeah. it here first. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for the U.S. I'm rooting for Croatia, and I am rooting for the Netherlands as well. All right, I'm going to root for Croatia, the United States, Morocco. Ah. Um, what teams from South America are in? Uh, Argentina, Brazil. Uruguay. Oh, I like Uruguay. I'm going to root for Uruguay. Uruguay too. Yeah. I, you I'm know, I, root for I, Uruguay. I, I do. I do appreciate the way. Uh, I mean, because they're they're very similar in terms of size, population wise, to Croatia, and they are consistently in, um, in the tournament. So yeah, yeah. Uruguay. I think is also I like one of those teams. I that think they had a, I, I a fun for. game. It might have not. It might have been in the Copa. I don't know if it was in the Copa or if it was in the World Cup, but they had a fun game that I watched, and I really en- I enjoyed the way that their fans reacted, and I enjoyed the way that the team played. So, um, um, Morocco, Uruguay. <laughs> yeah, wait till November when they're playing in the final. Yeah, I doubt it, Ben. I highly doubt it. I mean, I know. I wish them all Balvenie best. 25. I, uh, yeah, I doubt it. I doubt Balvenie 25 I if they get to the final? I mean, shit, man. I, I didn't expect Croatia to make it to the final last time. You know, if you if you bet me Croatia was going to go to the final in 2018, I'd be like, yeah, you're crazy. But Morocco. But you know, I like I like some of the young the young players coming up uh, on the defensive side of the ball uh, for Croatia because our defense has been lacking, but a lot a lot of young talent coming up. Agreed. All right, Friday. What's next about the big board? And next up, Ben.
we have our shot of the week. We have our beverage of the week, our beer of the week. This is our drinking portion of the show, Ben. This weekend, it is Father's Day weekend, and uh, the shots are, you know, they're not in Fatherly. honor. They're, they're not in honor of that, but we can, we can, you know, maybe name the shots after that. I mean, my, my primary goal this weekend for these shots, Ben, was to rim you. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> and I rimmed the this shit. Is a, this is the pre-rim. I and, the rimmed, rim, and the rimming is perfect. And It is. It, that it's is consistent. Perfect it, rimming you, you all the You use the same the amount way. of pressure. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, because can I can tell. see that the, that the, the way that the... The way that, that it, it goes you. around the glass is is in perfect consistency. I, I promised you. I promised you last week that you would be rimmed this week, and I I rimmed the shit out of you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it. I mean, I I did a very good job this week. I was very very well behaved. Yeah, I mean, you said like it's been it's been four years now. We've been doing this podcast for a while, and early on, I was rimming you constantly. I mean, all the time, all the time, every every single weekend. And so. then, then there was no rimming. It was I, just I, I constant. Know. It got bland. It got a little bland. You it know? wasn't I mean, bland. It was just high. I was a uh, very diabetes friendly. <laughs> Uh, number of shots. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, it is Father's Day weekend. I mean, I was thinking of putting a shot together maybe for that, but you know, I'm like, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't know what a Father's Day shot would look like in general. Uh, uh, cargo shorts and a Tommy Bahama <laughs> shirt. Maybe some New Balance, <laughs> some New Balance sneakers. Some new or Balance something. sneakers. You know, something like that. But not the not the nice ones though. The ones that look like a no, nurse the, wears the, them. The dad shoes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the dad shoes. Um, but you know, uh, maybe a shot out of some new balances would have been ideal yeah, for I'm wearing uh, them right now. Yeah. <laughs> you are. I am. <laughs> Those are such, I'd look under the table. And these are the expensive ones. Yeah. Too. Well, I got yeah. the new pair, the They're A6, made... but I, I'm waiting to wear those in Croatia. I don't want to ruin them before then. The so... bright orange ones? Yeah. So... Yeah, I definitely won't lose you over there. Because those were brand, those are almost it brand new. It could be new. like midnight, dark as shit. I'll be like, oh, there's Ben a mile down the road. I can see those orange New Balances. Well, because I, I want to, I want to, I want those to still be in good shape for all the walking I'm going to do over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm going back to the dad shoes. Those are definitely dad <laughs> shoes, man. Well, I'm not I'm not in public per se. No, no, you're not. But you would wear them in public. I'm sure you would go to Western I, Bagel and, and still I would. wear them. Yeah, it's would, a valley. I no, mean, I mean New Balances are pretty comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I like Saucony and New Balance. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't have, I don't have any shoes. All right. So what's in this? What's, in the shop, man. Along the with shot, my Tommy Bahama, we have uh, some Gatorade, some uh, lime. Was it lime or lemonade? Gatorade. We also have some grapefruit liqueur and also the spicy tequila from that one. I think she's a Mexican singer. God, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, 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 uh. Well, whatever. Who cares? I'm not even going to try because I know it's, I'll, it's, it's, I'll it's, say something. If, it is, I it is one of her. It is. It, it is one of. It's like her brand of 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 tequila, but it's a spicy habanero infused tequila. Maybe not spicy, but smoky. I would say. And on the rim, Ben, your favorite. We have the tahine on the rim. So I'm sure it's going to be citrusy. It's going to be smoky, and it will be a little zesty because of that tahine on the rim. You're and welcome, it, man. And, and look at it. I mean, you're it, welcome. It's, it's the pressure that it was applied no, was consistent perfectly. throughout. It's perfectly covers each uh, area yeah. of the yeah. rim of yeah. the hole on the glass. Yep. yep. I yep. mean, no area was not rimmed or given the appropriate attention. No. I. I yeah. <laughs> it was. It's. 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 It's very satisfying. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, because it was. It was very thorough. And selfless. It was done with care. It was done with care, and, yeah. and it was only about the receiver 
more so than the giver. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so cheers to you, Ben. And we don't have a shot, a name for the shot just yet. I, we, 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 um, we sort of settled on citrus, citrus rim. Citrus, citrus rim. rim. Which, you know what? Let's just call it the fucking citrus, citrus rim. rim. Yeah, citrus rim, Ben. Cheers to you. Let's do it. And uh, there, you're welcome on the rimming. Oh, that's good. Get ready for I like taste the lime, a lemonade. It's. I taste the tequila, but not too much. I taste the gator. and I taste the, the the citrus. And then with that little, the extra added zing from the tahini on the on the end, that is a really refreshing, semi smoky, citrusy shot. I like that. That's actually not that bad at all. I wasn't sure what to expect because I just kind of whipped it up and. I'm happy with the results. And you're really going after that rim, Ben. I mean, you're really tonguing that rim. All right, give me your glass. Give me your glass there. Yeah. You're not going to really... Wait. I, I want the teen. No, man. I just uh, drank from this thing. What are you going <laughs> to... All right. I know. You can, you're just... <laughs> no, after, no, after, after the show. I mean, come on. You know, not in front of the audience. All right. I guess we're you not know. sharing a 40 later. Not, not not in front of the audience. Think, but please, come on. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you, I, I shouldn't, we shouldn't rim each other. Yeah, not on the uh, show. On the show. It's just one one rim per show. Come on. It's not Pornhub. <laughs> ah, but that was really good. And that t- I really like that tahini. That was, I mean, I like the, 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 the Gatorade lemonade in there. Actually, added a, that added a nice uh, bit of ref- like refreshingness to it. That was actually a refreshing shot. That was good, and it cures a hangover. I know. I feel like I like. Uh, was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, uh, was it Michael Jordan that was on the Gatorade commercials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's... Well, on many, 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 yeah. many, yeah, yeah, yeah. many commercials. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's I. I, I really tasted that right Ooh, there. That was good. That yeah, was that, good. High you know, quality. I think. I think with the Gatorade and the electrolytes that we're getting from the shot, we won't have a hangover at all. I, I agree. Actually, I feel way better right now after that shot. I feel less. Drunk now. Yeah, the tequila, the no sugar, grapefruit, yeah. liqueur, mm-hmm. a little bit of sugar, but citrus. But it's not. It's probably but, no natural but that, citrus. But that, in there. That, that grapefruit liqueur does not have as much uh, alcohol as that cinnamon schnapps that we oh, had. Yeah, the hundred and ten proof cinnamon schnapps last week. That was a killer, man. There's I mean, a that, women. That that ha- there's a reason housewives drink schnapps. It's yeah. because the proof is high. Uh, that stuff was was really high. Like peppermint schnapps and those other ones. Yeah, fifty five percent alcohol. I'm guessing this is maybe thirty percent alcohol in that uh, in the liqueur. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the tequila. It's, I mean it's probably forty percent. But you know that that Gatorade really. Adds to it. It does, actually. You know, I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect, but yeah, that was pretty That's good. It's like a Gatorade vodka, Red Bull vodka. Mm. Or instead of a Red Bull vodka, we have a mm-hmm. Gatorade tequila. Good, good, good. I like it. Yeah. Friday, where would you rank this shot? I would <clears throat> I would give it a nine. I would I would give it a nine. Um, you know, it's not a perfect ten. I, there's just something missing. But the flavors that were there, I mean, it was, it was actually a refreshing shot. Because like, most of our shots are... Uh, they're sweet or they're spicy or way too strong, but this was just nice and refreshing. Yeah, I mean that was good. Yeah, I mean the tahini just makes it perfect. A little Cholula in there probably would have been okay for me. You know, maybe just a drop. Maybe not for. I mean, you don't like the Cholula as much. Just a drop. Uh, but a little bit of boop, boop, boop. just boop, boop, boop. <laughs> like that's 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 kind of how it drips in there. Yeah, yeah, just boop, boop, boop. little hot sauce. Whatever ones we yeah. have in the fridge, I think we have like you have like three of them in there. You got like Cholula, you got something else. Boop, the tapatio, the tapatio, just boop, 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 boop. <laughs> just just <laughs> drop it in there. Boop, boop, boop. All right, friends. Like, don't I don't say boop 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 one more time. I, I could have. 
All right, I'm at a nine, Franny. Yep, I'm also at a nine too. That, yeah, was, that, that was, was about nice, as good as it gets. Just a shot. little hotter. Yeah, a little. I think a little bit of spice would have would have uh, made that shot better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it was super good, and I appreciate <laughs> you going out of your way to rim me. Yeah. And to give me a shot with a little spice. Yeah, I promised you. And, I promised you. you, you know, know, I'm sure I, next I, week we'll I, go um, back to blue curacao, uh, <laughs> corn syrup. You know, and... I, I, I didn't I didn't realize, uh, and I do apologize, um, you know, and the communication is always key in any sort of relationship. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't realize how much the rimming meant to you. It means a lot. Um, but I, I'm glad that you really opened up to me. <laughs> last and week. Last week. Uh, and so, you know, it really touched my heart. <laughs> And you know, I, I I I feel like the, yeah, the rimming has been lacking lately. Yeah, and, and uh, you, you can know, say I, that again. I, uh, I I do apologize <laughs> for that. I mean, do you forgive me? I do. I do. Okay. Uh, two right. more shots like this, and I'll be full yeah. full forgiveness. You'll be fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be fulfilled. <laughs> Maybe one more rim shot next week before just we as go. Long, as long as I don't forget it, right? Yeah. Like I mean, this is not like a one one off thing yeah. where I'm just like you know exactly. I, I give you're in just to shining the, me on where I give into the rimming like where I love bomb you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly rim bomb for like you two, you're like take me to a concert and dinner yeah, yeah. and you don't talk to me and then i ghost you yeah you know for and like it's two like, weeks you know you only show up for the podcast and that's it but then you leave right away <laughs> exactly yeah and then you don't talk to me for the rest of the week uh although i did because that 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 minka fitzpatrick once i saw that news i'm like damn this dude got paid yeah 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 we well, should yeah, text I, more I, during I, the like, week listen i i promise I, I i um i won't ever do that to you again <laughs> all right fair enough all right <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to say now. Uh, what's, <laughs> ne- what's next up on the big board, Funny? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. And I don't remember being more excited about a beverage of the week than tonight, Ben. We have a special edition, special offering from Ardbeg. It is their Ardcore. And the the labeling, the packaging is completely different from anything I've ever seen from Ardbeg. But I'm sure the same flavors are still there. The peatiness and the smokiness, Ben. And it's really difficult, actually, because it is a new offering Very to find new. information on, on the yeah, Ardcore. All the reviews are reviews of other reviews. Exactly. It's like probably one person tried it. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're one of the first people or podcasts or anybody reviewing this particular yeah, I mean, I go to, scotch i go to websites that have a, i mean huge numbers of followers huge numbers of clicks uh, looking for a review and they have a review advertised on their website where you, you google you know hard bank hardcore review you go to their website and it's just a restatement of another review yeah or it's a restatement of information they receive from the distillery but even they haven't reviewed it so first of all with other whiskey review websites don't put the fucking review. Don't say Ardbeg Ardcore review if you didn't fucking review it, mm-hmm. and you're just quoting something from somewhere else. Actually, yeah. review it or just say or leave it in your I don't know new releases page yeah. or something. But don't don't, <coughs> yeah, t- but we don't, are, get, don't get me to click on that shit. There's no review. Exactly. We we are one of the first, probably the first podcast ever reviewing outside this of Scotland particular scotch. Yeah, I agree. And, and what? I, Tell me you know, about it, it's a, the story behind it is, is it is pretty crazy. I mean, you know, like one of my buddies, I, who I, who I uh, I've known him for ten years now. We worked together. He moved to a different location, and then now he's back as a supervisor at the new location that I'm working at. And you know, we're like me and him are like really good friends. And his his uh, last like one, once we were getting off work yesterday, his wife contacted him, and she's like, "I'm taking the kids out to the to the movies." 
and he got a hall pass. He was like, yeah, dude, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I'm fucking out of here. Like, let's go have a few drinks. Let's go to your place, have a few drinks. I'm like, yeah, I don't have that much beer in my fridge. So, you know, we went to like uh, a liquor store that was not too far down the street for me. And uh, we were just looking at, you know, the beers that they had in the fridge. And we grabbed a few beers. We went to the counter and asked the dude, like, I saw the art bags right behind him. Like, do you have any special releases? Because I saw the Wee Beastie. I saw the NOI. I saw the, the, the Uyghur <clears throat> And I asked him, like, do you have any special offerings? And this was sitting on the shelf literally right next, to next to the other art bags. But it is, the, the packaging is very Sex Pistol-like. And, uh... I didn't. I, I didn't even know it was there. And he's like, "Well, I got this." I'm like, "Oh fuck!" That, well, I like, just I just have this thing that nobody can <coughs> find. Is that? Is, yeah, like, is it okay? It's, it's not a total one. It's not at Bevmo. I'm not sure how easy it is to find this. It's probably well, not probably not that easy at all. But it's a, it was like a little mom and pop shop in the middle of nowhere, basically. And uh, you know, he's like, "We have this," and so I look at him like, "Fuck!" You know, it's it's pricey, but like, how many? people in the world will have the pleasure Not of many. sampling this particular whiskey just like the black just like the supernova that we've been looking for for the longest time and if you do find it it's probably like six seven hundred dollars probably for one of those yeah, with every year because that those passes, are special yeah. releases this is new it was expensive but you know what it's worth it because we will be one of the few of the six yeah i'm already depressed people. that we're like that far down yeah, i know well i did drink <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well i <laughs> i was so excited that i found this stuff i know what i saw it like you fucking opened that thing i did open it i did open it. i did try it but obviously we sample it on the podcast like, again that motherfucker that bottle there's already like fucking three ounces out of that bottle yeah so i mean <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself you know um, but you know that—that's the story behind it. I didn't expect to find it, but I found it, and I'm so happy that I did. Yeah, this is the Ard Core Committee release from Ardbeg. It's described as tasting like biting on a spiky ball from a distillery with more ups and downs than a pogoing punk. Comes Ardcore, created with roasted black malt, roasted to the extreme. The spirit is all about what happens up front, center stage. The malt is what defines its distinctive profile. Described as tasting like biting a spiky ball, Ardcore is a dram that wears its heart on its sleeve, its black heart. Notes of charcoal, sweet smoke malt, or sweet smoke make for an in-your-face, while potent notes of aniseed and dark chocolate stamp this bottle out as one fit only for the most hardcore of fans. It's non-chill filtered at 50.1 ABV. Uh, hardcore committee exclusive is only available available to committee members. If you're not already part of their gang and don't want to miss out on this bottling, plus lots of other limited editions in the future. Oh, we got to, I got to, I got to keep this and sign up for this. Uh, the color is pale, translucent gold. The nose is spicy and savory. Ardcore grips the senses with waves of marmite, burnt toast, chicory, charcoal, and infused coffee grounds, making for a mosh pit in the glass. Like a safety pin through the septum, a classic Ardbeg herbal top note is present while swirling smoky bonfire and molasses loiter backstage. The taste is a jaw-dropping, spicy, and fiery mouthfeel, leads to an explosion of rich, smoky flavors, cocoa powder, dark chocolate, peanut brittle, Smoked lime and a suggestion of soot and bonfire embers all pogo in unison on the palate. Amped up in amped up aniseed and multi biscuit elbow their way into the four pun tunking or punk puncturing taste buds. That's a weird spelling of that. 
Uh, the finish is an altogether sweeter finish. Long, lingering notes of toffee, soot, and smoke make for an anarchic but delicious aftertaste. There are a lot of words that were difficult to pronounce in that one. <laughs> Funny. I can't wait to taste this one. I know. Have a little uh, bit of the... What are we playing in the background? We have a little bit of Scotland instrumental in the background. I cannot wait to mm-hmm. taste this one. Mm-hmm. Cheers to you, Ben. Cheers to you. It's got that typical Ardbeg color. I, it's I love light in color, and I love high the, in flavor and the potency. lightness. I mean, it, it, a lot of the alescotches. I mean, they they really punch you in the face with the flavors, but the the color is so light you do not expect it at yeah. all. Yeah, you expect and it to I be like oh, it's easy. Yeah, like the Ardbeg Ten, you can like, barely you know, see it, and then you drink like it, any, you're like, whoa! Looks like any space side, you no know, kind of soft and sweet. Whereas this one, same color, but damn, does it punch you? Oh my god! All right, let's give it a sniff. All right. Roll that around the glass a little bit. I get oh, I get the smoke. Oh yeah. I get a little bit yeah, the charcoal. I get a little licorice almost. That aniseed is it, it's definitely there. Yeah, definitely yeah. charcoal in there. That almost like asphaltiness to it. But there's also a nice a nice pronounced uh, bit of sweetness. I'm getting like a citrus <laughs> or a, like a pear maybe, but a lot of sweetness to go with the smoke. Ooh. Uh, but I'm, I'm one, I mean, I, I think that's that aniseed. I mean, I, I think I yeah. smell it on the front end, like it's a little bit of a licorice. But it's interesting how the how that how that uh, smokiness deep, deep mixes nose. with that <clears throat> sweetness on there too. But it's a deep nose. I mean, it's a rich, deep nose. We don't want to overplay it, but I probably will uh, because I'm so excited. So I'll probably make it sound like it smells, uh, fucking, it smells, it smells delicious, like the best thing ever. But it really smells fucking amazing. But it's interesting the 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 the, the citrusiness, almost like a, there's almost like a tad bit of, oh, of mintiness to it. So nice and it, deep, too. though. That nose is so nice and deep. Sly bit of peatiness too. You get that peatiness, you get the smokiness, the sweetness, the citrusiness. But I'm really liking the 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 burnt smokiness on the mm-hmm. on the nose. I mean, I, I love the Arbegs for the peatiness, but this one is is much more smoke forward than peat forward. <sighs> Almost even got a little cloudiness down well, in there, mean, where the smoke really, is still in the glass. Uh, but you, you do get that charcoal. That that charcoal is really deep. I want to like, pour it in my nose. Yeah, I gotta sniff it. Just sniff it like. <laughs> get a Q-tip and just put it like wet it. Put it in my nose. That charcoal, though, man. That 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 burnt charcoal. Like it's almost like a like when you put out a fire and that wet sort of ash that you get. That sort of scent. Yeah, because they like blackened the malt. I mean, they they burnt the malt beyond all recognition. Well, not beyond all recognition, but uh, they really went heavy on uh, roasting the malt. Oh, all right, you want to taste it? Smells good, man. All right, cheers to you, Ben. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I might like it. Oh. There's that charcoal again. I mean, that oh, burnt charcoal with the smokiness, creaminess, and then a nice sweetness on the finish. Pinch that you get on the back of the throat, where it's like it's not too smooth. It just gives you that little bit of pinch, that little bit of burn, that alcohol burn on the back, and way less than I expected at fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's got a spice. It's got the smoke. It's got the the licorice. It's got a, a, a distinct sweetness on the finish, like a nice creamy. 
pear. There's that nice something citrus sweetness on the on the finish. That nice biscuitiness to it too. It's like you that, always taste that biscuit. I mean, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's some sort of a biscuity note to it. it I don't know. It says there's a biscuit. I, I never get the biscuit. Like I, I'm biscuit. Uh, I got a biscuit <laughs> disability where I can't taste biscuit. <laughs> the enzyme doesn't exist. I mean, I get a, I don't get as much of the chocolate as I think a lot of people are getting, but I do get a, a little hint of cocoa, not chocolate, but but uh, like an unsweetened cocoa almost. Yeah, but that deep charcoal, That's that good. deep charcoal flavor mixed with the sweetness. This is why we love the Isla Scotches because they're unlike any other scotches. You know, I mean, from the space side, I mean, those are just sweet and smooth, but... Uh, I mean, look at the legs the on that too. glass. Like the Jura. With no was, color, yeah. and there's a deep, yeah. deep... I know. Yeah, I mean, and, and the beauty of the Islas is you can't like them right away. It's almost impossible to like them right away. You have to sort of develop a, a pilot for it, so as many things as catch on, you know, with the hipsters of the world... I don't know that this will ever catch up. I think this will always be like a club that Isla drinkers have. I think it's just an appreciation for what it is because I remember when you first brought over the Ardbeg 10 many years ago, we didn't love it right away. No, you didn't even, you looked at it and you were like, who is this asshole? Well, no, because I knew, I knew, I knew because you're, you, I mean, you weren't a huge uh, brown drinker in general. You were always like, gin, 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 gin. Yeah, and I brought you the other one that wasn't that good, the. Can't remember what it was, but it was like a twelve or an eighteen. No, I think it was an eighteen years. But it, it wasn't was, even it was, that good. It was, uh, it was a space side, and because I didn't even know that it wasn't that good. No, it was. It wasn't that it was. It wasn't bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it had a lot of. I wouldn't buy it. It, it was. It was a deep, sweet sort of flavor. Uh, but it, you know, it, you know, once you, once you come to appreciate the flavors that the Isla Scotches have to offer, when you try anything else. They just seem a little soft and maybe a little bland, and there's not as much to enjoy. But I mean, the complex flavors that you get from the Islas—I mean, you can just sip it down. I mean, these, these are this is always your post-production. Yeah, uh, the Arbegs don't last long. No, they don't. They disappear pretty quickly. And uh, you know, next—not this one. This one. This one is. Yeah, you'll drink that one. I'm sure you'll drink it down. <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll drink this, this one. I'm going to be very careful with. Why? You might as well drink it. You might as well enjoy it. We, we might be able to sell because, like what's said, left in there for about 500 bucks. Like I said, I mean, you know, uh, you know, th- there's not too many people, because this is basically, it's a special edition. Even if they come out with it again, it's not going to be the same flavor that we're tasting tonight. And, you know, there's only so many bottles to go around, and there's only so many people that are going to taste this. And it wasn't it wasn't cheap, but it was also worth it because we're going to be one of the few people that are actually going to try this particular scotch. We should probably review this like for three straight weeks. Yeah. And just see what different things we taste every week until the bottle's gone. No, it's not the most expensive scotch that we've had on the show. It's not the most not expensive. Not even close. But, you know, it's not cheap. But if we waited and found it later on somewhere, it would have been way more expensive. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, the reason you don't find it at Total Wine is because Total Wine is going to sell it at the MSRP, which is ha- where they sell. That's how they sell all of their 
liquor, regardless of whether it's worth a lot more money. So it's gone the second it hits a shelf or they don't order it at all. Uh, so you're always going to pay more for these types of things because you're not going to find them at those places. Yeah, but I love that that nice creaminess, that nice sweetness that hits you after the smokiness, after that charcoal, that burnt fire flavor. I just love that charcoal, that 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 burnt and that aniseed in the in the on the tongue. A little bit of sweetness, but then bang, you get that sweet creaminess on the finish, and then the burn. It yeah. just sort of slowly burns down your esophagus and, and, then, and then it's gone. Up. I don't usually finish the scotch. Like, I usually just sample it and I don't drink too much <clears throat> more of it, but this one, yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm so thankful that you found it. I, uh, you know, I, I gotta thank Peter. <laughs> if it wasn't for uh, his wife giving him a hall pass... <sighs> I would not have found this. I would not have gone to that little mom and pop shop. And that the guy behind the counter knew his stuff too. I mean, he really knew his shit. Um, you know, because we, we were talking about, like I said, the supernova and the black and all that. He's like, if you find it, it won't be cheap. Like it's yeah. it's like that. That was like a one-time release. It's something that we've searched for. Something that we we weren't able to find. But I'm glad that he had this on the shelf. And I'm glad that he pointed it out because I had I didn't even see it because it does not look like any other Ardbeg out there. You like didn't the see that. Never mind the bullocks. Were the Sex Pistols labeling yeah, on the Ardbeg? It, it doesn't. I mean, like the, the the packaging is blue and white. And, and usually it, it's usually, like usually, black it's dark, gothic. Yeah, it's yeah. dark gothic and it's like dark green or gray or you know it's. But you know this one is is um, completely different. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a good scotch. I mean, we always enjoy the. Dialas in this one. I just want to savor it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But that real, that, I mean, that creaminess on the end, I just don't expect from an art bag usually. I mean, they have the flavor and there's some with a little bit of creaminess, but this one has a deep sort of rich creaminess after that smoke hits you on the front. I mean, it, it's just, it's beautiful. I mean, it's like, I'm not even sure what the population of the island is. Uh, you know they have they have the eight distilleries and you know Ardbeg being one of them. They have the like a bull and I mean the, the, the Port Charlotte heavily peated. Uh, you know like there's like ten distilleries on the whole island. I think it's eight or t- I think it's eight. Uh, it's eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know eight nine they, ten somewhere there. They really do take oh, there's pride. A new one. Yeah, I think it's ten. They really do take pride in in, in, in in what they do and every single offering from any one of the distilleries has been we've loved them all. You know and. That we're running out of options. Really, we're running out. Unless you really want to go out there and spend a ton of money. Yeah, because the Buddha Heavens, they have yeah. like, there's five of those or six of those. And then, yeah. I mean, we have options, but they get much more expensive. They get really expensive. Yeah. They, they get up there in price pretty quickly. I mean, they, they, and, and, and they're starting much, to off, off brand it. Like, not that much to go around. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's really not that much to go around. I mean, there's only so much liquid that you can sell. So, uh, I mean, this is one of those is that. Good. We tried it tonight. Not so many people around the world are going to try this exact same scotch. But you know what? It's very enjoyable. Yeah, we'll try it again next week. And uh... yeah, <laughs> it might be gone tonight. Actually, see if we see if we taste I mean, anything if, different. If if if, uh, if we weren't doing the podcast, we were just sitting back and drinking. That would be gone. This tonight. would be gone. It would be gone. I mean, this whole bottle definitely would be gone in no time. Where would you rank this, Franny? We'll I have to give it a ten. Yeah, I have, yeah. I mean, me I too. Have to, I have to give it a ten. I mean. You know the we the Ardbeg Ten, we love the Ar- the Wee Beastie. We love the 
uh, Anoa, Anoa, we love. The Corey Reckon, we love. The Ugadal, Ugadal. We, we love. I mean, this one, love it too. This is probably my favorite distillery. Port yeah. Charlotte, uh, which isn't actually Port Charlotte. It comes from another dist- I think it comes from Bunhaben. I can't, don't quote me on that. That's probably my second favorite. But this is good stuff. Definitely good stuff. I mean, this is everything you hope for in a in a Isla. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's not a lot of peat in this one as much as, as some of the other ones, but the smoke really comes through, and the flavor is so uh, robust and pronounced, and just no, uh, it just it deserves, you know, it deserves everything. Uh, that comes its way. All of the 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 awards and the recognition that goes to Ardbeg, they they the really deserve it because and, yeah. it, it's a great great distillery. And we will visit. Oh, for sure, we will visit one yeah. day. When we go there, this will be yeah. the first distillery. But actually, uh, the first one will be the closest one to I, the hotel. But we yeah. will we, we will, will get to this one. We're gonna stay at the distillery. Just uh, you know. Just pour it directly into my mouth. Yeah, be like a homeless encampment outside. Our, just pitch our, our tent. tents right out front. Yeah, our, our thirst and gold tent right outside the Ardbeg Distillery, and just uh, you know, give us a direct line. Yeah, we'll be on the news. Hey, but cheers, Ben. Like I just poured a little bit in my glass. Uh, cheers to you. We found a special edition Ardbeg. Finally. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, <laughs> we were just looking uh, in the wrong places. Yeah, we were looking in the I wrong places. I kept going to Total Wine, like scratching my head. I'm like, gonna have to go with these. Small mom and pop shops that have these things laying around because nobody knows they exist. But uh, I'm gonna have to get that guy's name that works there and be like, hey, "Man, if there's anything new that comes out, you give me a fucking call." Yeah, for sure, for sure. This was this was super super good, no doubt about it. Mm. I hate to move on. That is so good. Yeah, I hate mm. to move on. Uh, but what's next on the big board, Friday? Uh, next up, Ben is our beer of the week from Modern Times. It's their fortunate. Islands Hoppy Tropical Pale Ale. I'm going to go ahead and pour this into a glass and we'll sample this. All right. We'll be right back with a Hoppy Poppy. All right. And we are back with our beer of the week. Like I mentioned, it's the Modern Times Fortunate Islands Hoppy Tropical Pale Ale, Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do. This is the Fortunate Islands Citra Amarillo Hop Varieties. It's a 5% ABV. The IBU is 46, and the final gravity is 1.007. So not a ton of bitterness, not a ton of ABV in this one. Smells delicious, though. I hope so. It's It's modern times. Very citrusy. keeping up with the times. Uh, Fortunate Islands combines the banging hop aroma of an uber tropical IPA with a crisp, deeply quenching drinkability of a killer pale ale. They achieve the magical result by starting with a mild nutty malt backbone, then dry hopping the bejesus out of it with citra and Amarillo (laughs) hops. Restrained bitterness, in other words, light bitterness, and vibrant notes of mango, tangerine, and passion fruit combine to form a sessionable crusher of mind-bending proportions, it tastes like wizards. You know, I've never had a wizard before. Have uh, you ever tasted a wizard, Ben? I think they would be pretty gamey. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're old, they're wrinkly, they yeah. don't eat very well, they, sure they t- drink t- a lot of Eye of Newt. Tastes sort of magical. 
I think they would probably kind of taste like uh, a spoiled jerky. Yeah, like that python jerky that we had. Yeah, I mean, you You haven't ordered any well, I can, insects. I will order some recently. I'm happy to order some insects. I mean, we did try them. We were sampling insects on the show. Yeah, we did. I mean, we tried I the think, mealworms. We tried know, the it's ants. funny that the ants were the worst. Yeah, oh, yeah, the ants were the, the worst. The ants were the worst. Yeah. The, uh, the mealworms were actually not that bad. Yeah, they tasted like a, like almost like a potato chip with, yeah. with the flavoring that was on it. Crickets, I'm a big mealworm. I, the fan. crickets, we had crickets too, right? Was oh, the, the crickets, crickets were yeah. bad. They, they had were, a little bit of a gaminess. I only had a little bit of the cricket. The, the crickets were bad. Yeah. I finished the bag. Yeah, but the alligator jerky. Good. Or I finished the little tube they had. Them. Python, I, finished, I ate them yeah, in the garage. I did python jerky. Python jerky was also not terrible. Oh, well, I'm happy to get some water bugs and <laughs> some, <laughs> some some centipedes, millipedes. I'm happy to bring them in. I guess we did sample in the past. I mean, I would I, I wouldn't finish a whole bag of them, but I would definitely sample just a little bit. All right, I'll, I'll order them. I mean, the water bugs. I mean, ants. I think would have been good if they weren't flavored with like that vinegar or whatever. Yeah, whatever they that was, them with. it was kind of weird because neither like, one of us. Fin- I mean, I was I I, uh, I thought it would be like just ants. Yeah, uh, with salt and pepper, I would have tried that. Yeah, yeah, or like uh, some uh, some Cholula. Or yeah, some like Cholula that, yeah. there, but it was some like this spicy vinegar. Ants sourness to yeah, it. Yeah, it was kind of odd. I think it was maybe, yeah. The Unless the ants taste like Yeah, I don't vinegar. usually eat my ants that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I normally just suck them right out of the hill. Yeah, I noticed some barbecue sauce. Yeah, I just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually just suck them right out. Like an anteater? Like an anteater. I just, you know, I find oh, them, I vacuum. eat them. Uh, but what made you decide on this particular beer, Frank? Uh, you know, I was I was at the uh, that mom and pop shop yesterday, and I was looking for beers to buy. And um, you know, they did have a couple of McKellar offerings actually, which I was interested in maybe trying, but they were kind of pricey for the McKellars. I was like, I don't know if I want to spend sixteen dollars on this uh, bottle of McKellar right here. Um, but you know, this one, you know, we've tried modern times in the past, uh, and it came in a four pack, not just single bottles for six dollars yeah not to be accused with simpler uh, times which is trader joe's six pack for a dollar 99 do they really have that yeah i didn't, I didn't even know they had that it's called simpler times yeah if it was if but it was, it's like three dollars for if a it, six pack. if it was like if it was kirkland signature simpler times it would probably be this modern times yeah, exactly. beer at a lower cost but uh trader joe's uh probably not but um you know i mean it was it was just in the fridge and, and you know i was just you know browsing and, and and perusing whatever they had in the fridge there and uh, there's no rhyme or reason to that mom and pop shop. It was it was it's basically a liquor store, and whatever they have, they just throw it in a fridge, and whatever you find, you find. And it's like you were you worked in in uh, when you were younger, Ben. In, yeah, in, in a, a beer supermarket, in a super in a supermarket though, like where you just have like that that that, that sticker, oh, like that, that price sticker. Oh, thing. I was I was so fast with that. Yeah, I, I, and so that's basically how it's priced. I mean, they just like like they put oh, the sticker they, on there. It's like old school. It's like it, it's it's nothing like you know total wine or Bevmo or anything. It's like completely old. He's like literally school. like dollar. He's like hitting one two nine on the on the register. pretty much yeah. old school register, old school everything. Uh, but I saw this there, and I saw that it was you know uh, you know when I saw Hoppy Tropical Pale Ale, in my mind I'm thinking this must have the crispness that I'm that looking, looking for. for, and so that's one of the reasons why I picked it up. My buddy picked up uh, some sort of hazy pale ale. And I, I, I seriously, I didn't drink any any beer last night. It was all scotch all night for myself, um, which is why I'm very slow today. And it was it's been a struggle the entire day. Um, and then also, Ben, like I mentioned, like when you get older, man, like during the week when I wake up for work, like when I have to wake up for work, I could sleep for like three more hours, no problem. But when there is no alarm clock to go off on Saturday or Sunday. I wake up at seven or eight o'clock and I, I cannot get That's any shut eye age. 
I cannot get any shut eye after that. And I was so pissed off at myself. And then you get worse. It's worse because you get pissed off at yourself. And then you're trying to force yourself to sleep. And, and you, you can't. can't fall asleep because you're trying to force yourself to find that comfortable position. But you can't find it. But fuck, on, on, on work days, I could be, I don't know, in a headstand and I fucking fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> it happens. It happens. Like, you, like that's why at least, like, on podcast time, I'm like, hmm, okay, it's like 1130. Because okay. <laughs> I know I'm going to be up at 8, regardless. Mm-hmm. I, I know that the latest I'm going to be able to sleep is 8 o'clock. I will be up at 8, but I will lay in bed until 11, probably, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. I, Just I like can't. today, I was in Once bed. Once I'm awake, I'm like, I, I, I try, in, and then I get up. I was literally in, I woke up at 7, but I was literally in bed, like, just tossing and churning, and, because I have that 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 um that clock that projects the time on the ceiling and i just see it another 25 minutes has gone by another yeah. fucking 25 minutes has gone by like an hour has gone by even though it's about like 25 minutes and i was in bed until just beyond 11 o'clock <laughs> seriously i mean because I, I don't have anything else to do and i couldn't fall asleep yep welcome to being older eventually you just like get up because you're like well what's the yeah, point i might as well i'm alive i might as yeah. well get up <laughs> yeah <laughs> might as well get up and be miserable rather than being here and being uh, frustrated. It was nice. I mean, it's nice laying there, especially after drinking a lot of scotch. But still, it's 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 pretty sad. Yeah, the days know? of being able to just go to sleep, like, and sleep until you're the until best, you're done, are over yeah. for you. No, no, I, I have to like like on on certain days out of the month or the year, I have to let my boss know. Like, dude, text me not to come into work one day, like just like so I can sleep in. Like, just be like, because those days I can sleep. Like if it's like six fifty in the morning, it's like you know what, don't come in today. And then I can just like oh, because then asleep. you're excited. You're like oh, I don't yeah, work. exactly. And you just fall asleep like a little baby, and you get the rest that you need. But uh, yeah, but that's where I picked up this beer pen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> completely well, wait, off topic. Wait, wait, another ten Com- years, it'll com- be worse. Completely off topic. Another ten and, years, uh, it'll be yeah. Worse. That's why I picked up this beer because I thought in my mind it should be crisp the way I like it. Yeah. I mean, the only difference is in another, you know, 10 or 12 years, you'll be married and then you'll, you won't be able to just lounge around the whole day. You'll be expected to be <sighs> well, on, on top of your game. I'm already 38, Ben. I don't expect myself to get married anytime soon. It'll happen. I don't think so. It'll happen. I, I don't, it'll I don't it'll think happen. so. No, no, I, 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 we're going to, we're, me, we're going to move into a flat together <laughs> where <laughs> we could convince Sonia to divorce me wh- so I can move in with friends. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure Sonia would like to live with me more than she would like to live with <laughs> you actually. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we'll move into a flat where we could just rim. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's give this a sniff. A little bit of tahine on the rim, Ben. All right, let's give it a sniff. You know, nice little flattened Rubdana. Ooh. No, Metabar. Maribor will be cheaper, that's for sure. But I can't live on meat. <laughs> so I'm rimming. <laughs> meat <laughs> and rimming. That's actually a pretty bad combination for who's ever doing the rimming. <laughs> but very citrusy on the nose. Very citrusy. Oh, it's got a nice citrus nose. Not too hoppy. But but it is citrusy, hot, but that fresh, fruity, really yeah, and fruity. I get the mango, yeah, and a little bit of the, um, a little bit of the passion fruit, See, the mango fruit, on the nose. There's some sweetness to it, but not too hoppy, but very citrusy. What I like is on the nose, it's not spectacular. Just like the 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 Made West beers, which were great on the nose, but had absolutely no flavor. I this one. would want a little bit more Christmas. You forgot I about that. Would want a little bit more Christmas. You completely forgot about that. I what you got now? Would want a little bit more Christmas. I would that, want a little bit more Christmas. That's, 
I that's... would want a little bit more Christmas. I uh, would want a little bit more Christmas. All right. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> it smells crispy. Let's see how it tastes. All right, let's do it. Cheers. I like it. It's good. It's light. It's light, but the carbonation. But it's, it's got a nice, uh, more bitterness than I expected. But that, that carbonation, though, that is some good carbonation. It's got some nice pinchiness <laughs> right there. It's like those nice, thick bubbles. This has mm. this has the crispness. Mm. This has it. I would want a little bit more yeah, crispness. I like this one. I would want a little bit more crispness. Yep. I, I thank you. would thank want you a little myself. bit more crispness. Fantastic. I like it. This one's nice. Like you said, it has more bitterness that, more than, than I, I expected from the IBUs. Um, it's light, but it is. It's almost. It's almost pilsnery in its approach, but with more hop than you would expect, and then that citrusy finish as well. I do. This is a good beer. I like yeah, it's that. a nice summer beer. This nice is, summer IPA. Yeah, what's what's the five percent? Is it five? Oh, it's only five percent. Hmm. That's why you're not getting quite the. Uh, some of that bitterness comes from a high alcohol content. When you mm-hmm. get that bitterness combined with the high alcohol, yeah, but I like that though. You That's get a good. you get a a, a tighter bitterness mm-hmm. and a little bit of a sourness. Yeah, but this one this, this... and with this you don't get that because the ABV is low. Yeah, so you get the little bit of bitterness and then it just sort of goes away. As, yeah. you, as you swallow it, if it were like 9%, I think you'd get a little bit more of that tang and that sourness as you swallow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it is, I, I mean, I love, I mean, the carbonation is just, I, I, this is what I'm, when I'm looking for carbonation in a beer, this is what I'm looking for right here. Yeah. This, this is Yeah, you're nice looking for Perrier in beer and, form. But you appreciate it too, all right? I do. You do, I do. appreciate it. Like I don't, I, I don't fix it. When I popped it, open that uh, can, when I saw that fizz, uh, you know, I don't come... go like zero dark thirty on my fucking sniper rifle onto onto Christmas like you do. Like every, like you know, I like a nice refreshing beer, and this is a nice refreshing beer right here. It is light, like you said. I expected maybe a little bit more flavor. Um. Just because, you know, it actually says, you know, hoppy tropical pale ale. So I expected maybe just a little bit more hoppiness to it. Yeah, I would throw hoppiness out of the title. Yeah. Well, there's hop. There's just not as much of it. Uh, and I, I think that's where the lack of the bitterness comes in, too. But in, 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 um, in, in, in terms of just crisp, refreshing summertime beer... Tropical, I would leave. I would, <laughs> tropical, <laughs> tropical, I would leave. Sound like a Beach Boy song. No, tropical, oh, I would. Wouldn't it be nice to be to tropical and a little the tropical part? The tropical too. part, I would leave because it, this is something that you could drink on the beach and be, you know, fully relaxed and, and, and just drink a, a bunch of these. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it is refreshing. I like it. Man. He's going full Gidget on this one. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. What can I say? Ba 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 baran. Ba ba ba. You don't seem too excited. No, I like it. I just I wish it had a little bitterness, but it's a it's a good crisp hot day. Stop at the bar, get a beer. Very good um on a hot day and then keep walking. Um 
or have two or three and then keep walking. But it, it, it's a perfect summer IPA. Yeah, no, it's 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 better than I expected. It, it, it really is better than I expected. I mean, oh, that guy at the liquor store, you don't let her know shit. Man, I guess not. I'm going to have to go there more often. I yeah. mean, it's literally like right down the street. Just literally, just get whatever he has. Yeah, just make a right and go up the street and it's there. <laughs> Be like, what beer did you recommend? Okay, I'll have that one. Yeah. I'm glad that I picked it up, though. You know, because if I, if, I, if I saw this on the shelf at Total Wine, I may not have picked it up because they have so many other offerings, like way more offerings. But well, it was for like now, so, next week, it's only it going like, to be like five beers. It was like so haphazard the way they have it at that place. It's like, you know, they have like this next to like a ghost next to like uh, like uh, one of those like uh, uh, what fruity like apple cider, whatever beers they are. And like it just has them all over the place, like just kind of tossed in there like. Good luck finding whatever the fuck you're looking for, <laughs> but you know I. I, just I appreciate saw, that though. I appreciate. That. Yeah, no, so do I. But I mean, it's like I saw a hoppy tropical pale. I'm like this. This sounds crispy, and it is. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, it, it's very summer. It's very fruity. There is that citrus, mango, fruitiness on the finish. It doesn't finish bitter. It finishes fruity, but not in a like in a tropical fruit kind of way. And the bitterness sort of comes on the front end, and on the back end, you don't get as much of that bitterness. Uh, it's crisp, it's carbonated, it's light, it's low ABV. Uh, I mean, it's a solid eighty plus degree summer IPA. If it's more eight, more than eighty degrees out, and you want an IPA, then it's a failure completely. Well, no, if, it's, I mean, if it's ninety degrees, then fuck you. No, you're, anything you're above eighty, you're screwed. No, this is like even if you're in like Dubai, Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> Some people say Dubai. You say Dubai. I say Dubai. <laughs> potato, uh, potato. But when it's 115 degrees in Dubai, you want this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would go to prison for drinking it, but it might be worth it. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, alcohol, uh, it's a dry country. At the airport, maybe not. Uh, at the airport? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think some of the resorts. I'm gonna have can, to watch some locked up abroad. I, I think at some of the resorts, uh, it's not a problem. Oh, uh, actually, probably all the resorts is probably not. A problem. Yeah, for the income, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't be tooling around Saudi Arabia with a <laughs> with a bottle of Ardbeg. Well, it's not. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, weed is legal here now, but there are countries where you still can't buy. <clears throat> no, let alone a scotch, but it, just a six pack of beer at three and a half percent. Yeah, I know, right? You know, it's like almost water. And in Russia, like beer wasn't even uh, considered to be an alcohol until more recently. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> that has five percent alcohol. We say nothing. <laughs> yeah, you, just, you, you put it on your on your on your on your on your Russian Fruit Loops. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of milk, you just pour beer over just it. Pour beer. Yeah, you go to work in the mine now. You have <laughs> that is not real alcohol. That that is nothing right there. It's probably true. Vodka is like water to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of places are like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But uh, where'd you rate this? We beer, give though, you ben? a tank from 1973. <laughs> Wolverines. <laughs> no, this <laughs> is. I think that's. I think that movie might have been made up. 
<laughs> looks like tanks from 1973 are pretty effective. <laughs> Any tank is effective, man. Especially if you don't have the weapons to fight back. You know, you you, you bring in like a, some some Panzer <laughs> from the 40s, and it's like yeah, that still has missiles. It's got you know, yeah. it's still it's got shells. We give you we we give you missiles from the United States to fight tank. <laughs> You bring in Brad Pitt from Fury <laughs> with whatever tank that was. <laughs> and if you don't have one, then that's the top dog in the room right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, where are you going to rank this, Freddy? No, I'll give it a nine. It's it's a very refreshing, very crisp beer. I love the carbonation. The only thing it's lacking a little bit is just, just a little bit more bitterness. Just yeah. a slight bit of bitterness. Yeah, that's why I'm going to go with an eight. Mm. Only because I just would like a tad more bitterness. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go with an eight. I love the citrus. I love the fruit. I love the mango. Um, the passion fruit. I really love that on the finish. I like the carbonation. I just wish it had a tad more bite on the bitterness. Yeah, but it's excellent beer all around, though. It's a very good one. It's it's way better than I expected, actually. So, Modern Times? Yeah. Sorry, Midwest. Times. Yeah, Midwest is uh, to the bottom of the barrel just right there. Just keep pushing all the way right off the pier. Yeah. Just keep... <laughs> Just keep building out until you fall right off the yeah. end there. Yeah. So it falls into the ocean. You have a nice reef. You have a nice, we'll call it the Made West Reef. <laughs> right off Ventura. The fish will love it. All uh, right. Uh, all right. So I'm at a eight. You're at a nine. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> so what's next on the big board, Ronnie? Uh, next up, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the show take it away are you sure you want me to yeah i do <laughs> we are a show about football we are, we are united <laughs> we are we are the youth of nation <laughs> is that a song it was for a long time ago when i well when i was when i was in high school i guess we are the world. That, <laughs> i forgot that one we that's are right. the podcast yeah that's right that's right we are the ones to bring you back. We are Scott. a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head over to the website at thirstandgold.buzzproud.com. There you can subscribe and listen to past episodes, all 173, or this 174th episode, Ben. Slash. <laughs> Slash. <laughs> Check out our show notes. Ben's excellent, amazing show notes. Links to the stories we cover and booze and beer reviews. Links to all podcatchers to download or leave a review. <laughs> you did a way better job with this. I'm gonna have to literally write this out for myself. And uh, you no can, way. Yeah, probably. I probably will. You can email us. You can call <laughs> us. You can follow us on Twitter. What's your handle, Ben? <laughs> I don't know, Smokey. What's your handle? What's your handle? <laughs> Are we that's, on a short wave? That's what they are, right? They're handles, aren't they? I don't know. What I don't know. It sounds right. It sounds it's, right to me. I don't know. It sounds It sounds wrong. Yeah. It sounds wrong. Hey, yo. At, at Goldthirst. Uh, at Goldthirst or on Instagram at Thirst and Sally Field and Burt Reynolds right out there with the handle. Breaker, breaker. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out our amazing e photos. And I am posting everything now, Ben. I, 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 I see I'm that. And I'm impressed. Posting beers now. Well, this one definitely posts. Yeah, this, this was a good one. one. This one's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Anything else you want to add, Ben? Because usually, like, once the podcast is already two hours and 40 minutes in, you still want to talk about something. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm no, good. I'm good. No, I know I'm waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I know, I'm like, and uh, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep <laughs> at all. And it's funny because I had, like, no NFL news tonight. And I was like, all right, so yeah. tonight... This will be a short we'll one. We'll be done by 11. This will be a short so one. So I'll be in bed by like 12, 1, that never 12 15. Works. It never works. It but never I, happens. But I had no news and tonight. And especially with the art core on the table, you're not getting to bed anytime soon. But I had no news tonight, and we it was still an hour and a half for the NFL news. So next week, we're going to have one story. And we'll talk about it for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's going to be Jalen Hurts, whatever happens with Jalen Hurts in the next week. And it'll still somehow... Uh, but what most podcasts do is they like they cut themselves off. Like at an hour, they'll be like, "Okay, we're done. Not, we're not, not talking about any more of this." Not us. Uh, but uh, they are also on like some kind of a weird schedule. Yeah, we have no schedule. Our schedule is to give you everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me so serious? <laughs> what everything you need? Everything you need, and then you give me the eye. <laughs> what? Okay, Ben. All right, everything you need. All right, I agree with you, man. I mean, fuck. I don't know what I expected you yeah. to say right there. I don't know. Uh, but everything you need in the world to of the know. NFL, uh, all the criticisms. Yeah, next 1070 News Radio. Is, uh, traffic on the nines. The 405 is wide open. <laughs> is it? Actually, the 405 is probably jammed right now. Oh, I know. Even it's though it's fucking, fucking 11.53. Yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, no, I got nothing else to have in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, Denver doesn't have that problem. <laughs> no, Denver has no traffic. Yeah. There's nobody in Denver. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Talking shit still. All right. Well, I thank like you. Denver. Oh, yeah. How terrible thank for you, Denver. You, so... you can drive. Uh, what an insult. <laughs> like, nobody, lives, get... nobody wants to live there. You could. Nobody you... wants Wait, to live in that part of the country. Are you saying you could get to work in a half an hour? How terrible for you. What an insult. I go 18 miles in the morning, and it takes me an hour and a half. Oh, you're on autopilot. Who cares? <laughs> what a great city we live in. <laughs> where you can go 12 miles in an hour. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, everybody out there, for listening. Yes. And thank you all. We'll see you next week.